Hey, Luke. What's up, bro? What is a fish favorite game show? I don't know. Name that tuna. This week on Another Digital Citizen, we'll be talking about news from the week, just getting started, Clash of Champions predictions, our top five best and worst TV shows of 2017, and Mindhunter, episode eight. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Hello, ladies and uh, gentlemen, and welcome to this uh, field show where we have a lot of talking to do. Uh, hey, Luke. Hi, Frof. Hi, everybody. Do you know what the diary milk Freddo caramel is? Say that again. Do you know what the diary milk Freddo caramel is? No, diary milk. No, you got me. Yeah. Or a crunchy. A crunchy. Or a flake. Yeah. Uh, or a flake. Sounds like you're getting closer to a chocolate bar, but I have no idea. <laughs> I have so much candy from the UK here because I have the world's best girlfriend that sent me loads of chocolate from uh, England. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So she sent me Diary Milk, Freddy, Caramel, and Crunchy. Crunchy and Flake and... Is it Dairy oh, Milk? I... Possibly? Dairy Milk? Yeah. Okay, you said Diary Milk, which is like a book oh, that people write dairy. in. And that... No. It would be really weird <laughs> if your diary was drinking milk. <laughs> no, a, a, a Dairy Milk, yeah. So many, uh, but uh, I, I, I've tasted so many things I never ever heard of in my entire life. For example, blackjack. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, well, no, other, I don't think so. Other than being a game. Right, I was going to say, uh, I've heard a couple different versions of that, I guess. so. <laughs> or a Yorkie. So many cool names, yeah. So I tasted uh, I tasted a lot of the chocolate. Uh, she's she was really sweet, and she sent me uh, a giraffe um, uh, keychain and a book uh, that I'm going to use for my other podcast uh, podcast. 
podcast podcast, my other wrestling podcast, I got the WWE book of top tens, top ten lists, with a forward by Chris Jericho, actually. Hmm, okay. Where well, it's he, a WWE book, so that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Where I am on the list. <laughs> because I bought the book. Oh, it must so be pretty new. So he put me then. on the list. Right. Yeah. Uh, talking about Chris Jericho, are you going to see um, the match, the New Japan match? Are you going to be excited at all for it? I'll probably watch the match. I probably won't stay up. Like, I'm assuming it's going to be at ridiculous o'clock at night and uh, where I am. So I'll probably watch it the yeah. next day. But uh, I'm not going to watch the whole pay per view. I'll probably go and watch that match. But yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing that uh, WWE gave him the leeway to do something like that. There's got to be something uh, else going on. I'm sure they've made some deal with somebody, uh, yeah. probably to trade some kind I'm thinking, of talent trade or something. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking WrestleMania. I'm I was uh, I was talking about this with Bill and and he said something about their. Um, especially this week, where it's been kind of a strange week uh, for WWE fan, because this week has been WWE week on the USA Network. So when we are talking right now, approximately um, a little later, uh, they are actually going to show NXT for the first time on TV. And uh, rumors has it that... Uh, they are willing to go back to two hours withdraw and give NXT one hour. Uh, but do it on a Wednesday or a Thursday, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I it's not gonna make me care anymore. I mean, I, I would like Raw to be two hours, but I'm not, I'm not gonna fill that other hour probably as a wrestling with I, NXT. Yeah, I'm it's just not gonna happen. So, no. But uh, I think I think it's uh, I would like uh, Raw to be two hours again. <laughs> sure. Especially after this Raw. <laughs> I don't think it'll happen. I think if if they were running NXT right after Raw, uh, yeah. and filling that third hour, then maybe. But if they're doing it on a completely separate day, I would guess they're mm. gonna have a three-hour Raw and then do it on a completely separate day. Because and tomorrow is they like tribus? the ad revenue that it brings in right. and that third hour. Uh, like it or not, brings in ad revenue. So, yeah. And tomorrow is uh, a tribute to the troops. That is actually for the first time in many years where the troops are. Oh, they, I, where is it? I, I'm not sure, but uh, I saw some. I saw some clips, and they were actually at the. Oh, that uh, that could just be. Yeah. That could be uh, from years ago when they actually were. You know, what I mean, the, I. Oh no 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 no! There was clips from this year, with uh, I I think they were were on a crew. I was just going to say cruise ship. I was like, no, that's not what it's called, Frodo. It's not. Yeah, a cruise no, ship. they're at a naval base in San Diego, California, Fro. They're not yeah, a naval base. naval base in San Diego, California, not like in Afghanistan or in you know. No no no, they're not uh, overseas like they used to be. No, this is still just like. They've been doing it lately, so. Yeah. 
Take, uh, talking about news, same-sex marriage officially signed into law in Australia. That is good news. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, it's been on the books for a while now. It's official, I guess. Um, it says it was signed into law last Friday, so only a few days ago. Uh, they voted uh, and the law passed, it seems like, pretty unanimously. Uh, there are a few people against yeah. it, but... Uh... Yeah, the, the, the Christian party is always against it. But nobody tried to change it at all. There were no amendments to it or anything like that. But uh, it seems like it was overwhelming support for it. And mm -hmm. it went through with no problem. So, yeah. Australia, uh, same-sex marriage. Welcome after Australia. Welcome after uh, Norway. Uh, it's it's going to be an interesting thing. Uh because it's not that long time ago you had it in the United States either. So uh, last and, year uh, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. Uh, has it yeah. been over a year now? I don't know. It's hard. I, I, uh, I, I, it was before. It was before Trump won. <laughs> well, sure, right, so. yeah, but I think it was still during the election. So I want to say it was about yeah. a year ago, maybe a little more, but yeah, yeah. about a year, yeah. And, uh, uh, something uh, else wrestling that happened this week that's kind of news uh, is the uh, Sasha Banks Alexa Bliss match in uh, Abu Dhabi happened this yeah. week. Yeah, uh, first Big time thing. female wrestlers wrestling in, in, well, in that I guess in Saudi Arabia probably at all, right? I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah. they had to be, they had to wear like these mm, body suits. They didn't have like their hair covered. But they had bodysuits to cover no. their whole bodies while they wrestled. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming yeah. that was for whatever reason. Uh, it's kind of it's interesting. Uh, it seems like that's the only part of Saudi Arabia that's kind of progressing as far as moving ahead. Mm. Like, other parts of Saudi Arabia are still in uh, are living 100 years ago, where the rich part is, yo, look how great they are. They have a... Uh, a, a robot that has human status and they have women wrestling. It's like the rest of Saudi Arabia does not look the same. Exactly. Progressive. Yeah. <laughs> Mega pro uh, pro progressive. They have a, a woman that's faked that wants a child. Yay. Well, it felt a little like we were hundreds of years ago, uh, this week, uh, Trump suddenly coming out and like saying that he, uh, they are going to change decades of U.S. policy towards the Middle East and suddenly said, hey, do you know the capital of Israel is Jerusalem? Uh, right. Check that on Google. Uh, no, or it isn't. At least the U.S. is, uh, <laughs> I think it was the uh, Wednesday last week. Yeah. Is when Trump actually announced this. Um, so fucking moronic. And it Talking really about doesn't do anything except you. for piss a lot of uh, <laughs> Muslim people, people off. off. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is what happened. Like, they had huge riots and uh, of course they protests. did. Were anybody fucking surprised? 
I mean, like, it's clear course. he's trying to just get like the, it was just he just did this to uh, cause the this craziness to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. I, it's just it's weird timing for sure. But if you look into the history of things, this is not something that like it's just Trump. Like the Democrats also think like Hillary Clinton has come out in the past like years ago and said she wanted Jerusalem to be the capital. Uh, yeah. Chuck Schumer, who's the leader of the Democrats, said he wanted it to be. So, uh, this is not like, this is a bipartisan thing. It's horrible, and it's right. totally unnecessary, and for there's no reason for us to go, oh, this is, we're going to say this is the capital, even though it's not our, it's in no way our place to do that, but we're going to do it because we're America, right? So. Yeah, and deeds of rage erupts in the Mideast after Trump's decision, Jerusalem decision. Protest erupts through the Mideast in response to President Trump's decision to declare Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. This is so fucking stupid. Well, I mean, it's this whole I don't Christian th- evangelical thing. I mean, uh, they're... There is a part of this evangelical Christian right that really does still think they're in some kind of holy war, and that right. oh, we we gotta tell them that Jerusalem is the cap is the capital because Jesus, like that's it. That the whole thing, and like oh we, yeah, stupid Muslims, they don't know what they're talking about. It's the whole. It, that's what this is all about. It has nothing to do with any kind of like policy or need to like work yeah. with another country. In fact, this does. No. Uh, this it, makes it, it, it hinders um, probably them. yeah they, this hinders uh, the, especially with the Palestine people. I mean, how pissed off would you be on on Trump after a decision to that? If you were a Palestine uh, leader, you wouldn't meet with President Trump after something like that. Right. I mean, it, yeah. It and it's just kind of Americans being Americans. Uh, I, I think is how other people are going to see it is just like, oh, we can just name your capital whatever we want. <laughs> it's yeah. it's silly. So, and uh, uh, as I said, Palestinian leaders came out and uh, they uh, said they, they wanted the in, in, in intifada. Uh, and you have to explain to people like me what really is uh, in in intifada. What is that really? I don't know what you're talking about. Isn't that a war? Intifada? Uh, because they they talked about... You uh, got me. Okay. Why? Uh, because you sent a link to a news article that says why Trump's provocated uh, Jerusalem move hasn't sparked an infinada. Intifada. Initially. Sorry. Uh, but the announcement prompted a leader of the Islamic militant group Hamas to call for a new in- intifada or a uprising against Israel. Hundreds of Israelis and Palestinians were killed in the last in- intifada in the e- early 2000s. Um, yeah, I don't know. So it's an uprising. uprising. Sure. Uh, and it's a violent attack. I, I said, uh, what does it mean by intifada? And it's a, a Arabic word meaning a tremor 
or a shivering or a shuddering of things. So that's interesting. But other Trump news, uh, he was impeached, but, well, they tried to impeach him. And it uh, drew the support of 58 House Democrats. That's not much. Uh, well, no. But it, it there is... There isn't uh, enough Democrats to ever make it pass in the House anyways, is the thing. Right. The Republicans control control all of Congress at this point. So until 2018, maybe if, uh, if it's turned around to where the Democrats have control, something could happen out of this. But the Democrats uh, are just trying to do it. They introduced the Articles of Impeachment, uh, and they had a vote. I believe it was Wednesday last week, and um, there's my phone. <laughs> uh, yeah. And basically, they were trying to um, trying to impeach Trump, but they, even the people who announced it knew it was not going to go through. Uh, they were just doing yeah. it to do it. So, and even uh, democratically, there were Nancy uh, Nancy Pelosi's as. Now it, it isn't uh, not the time to consider articles of impeachment. But I guess this so, was put together, put through by uh, Representative Al Green of Texas, uh, who's a Democrat. Um, he's uh, he says uh, Donald Trump, by causing such harm to society of the United States, is unfit to be president, and warrants impeachment, trial, and removal from office. Uh, mostly because of bigotry and inciting hate is what they were saying. I guess that was the reasoning behind the articles of impeachment, but did not pass. So, but then again, uh, it's uh, not all only that impeachment uh, that is interesting in the news because Sanders, for example. Uh, renews call for Trump to step down after uh, Franken, another Franken, Al Franken, uh, uh, resigned of allegation of sexual uh, misconduct. Right. Uh, I think we haven't really talked about it, but there's, obviously we talked about the many numerous sexual allegations that have caused people to get fired from this job and that job. Al Franken was senator from Minnesota, stepped down after I think three or four women came out and said yeah. that there was some kind of harassment that happened. Yeah. Um, uh, and I guess uh, not only Bernie Sanders came out, but uh, Cory Booker and Jeff Merkley of Oregon so uh, one of my senators from my state, mm. he came out and those three have said that Trump should resign because of the allegations of sexual misconduct misconduct leveled against him, which uh, I guess, I mean, I've heard a lot about the idea that he is, well, I mean, there was the Access Hollywood tape. We all saw that. Mm -hmm. But yeah. if you even just look up Trump, sexual allegations there is a wikipedia page just all about the women who have uh <laughs> said that he, said did, that he yeah. did something did this or that whether it be yeah uh from actual sexual misconduct to him walking into the locker room of 
the Miss USA pageant, I believe it was, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. he would just walk into the locker room when they were all dressing uh, and act like, oh, I can just be here because I own the place. Uh, that was in there too. But I think there's like 17, something like 17 to 19, depending on what you consider uh, really bad sexual harassment uh, of mm-hmm. these women that have come forward over the last... 40 years, I want to say, 30 or 40 years. So some of these allegations go way back. Um, and three w- of these women came on uh, NBC, I believe, uh, and yeah. they were on the, what's her name? Why can I never remember her freaking name? Megan Kelly yeah. today. Yeah, Megan Kelly. Don't give a crap about today. that. Because <laughs> she's a liar. So there's she's, that. Yeah. Yeah, Jesse, Khalid, Samantha Holvey, and Rachel Crooks paired together on Megan right. Kelly tonight. Today, sorry. Tonight. And this is all just starting to, like, uh, it seems like the impeachment vote happened, and after that, uh, that happened on Wednesday. After that, all week, it's been kind of building of people talking about uh, him resigning due to these sexual allegations. But if you look at the sexual allegations, like I said, they're from like 30 or 40 years ago, some of them. Why yeah. was none of this talked about during the campaign? <laughs> because uh, they were so sure that Hillary was going to win. That we don't have to mention that there's 17 <laughs> or 19 women yes. accusing him yes. of sexual... Okay. Yeah, they were so sure that Hillary would win. But now that she didn't win, they are looking for ways to hurt her. Trump. That's Trump. how it feels like. Yeah. I guess, but I mean, these things have been out there. This is not like new allegations that just like there may be a couple, but most of them are pretty old allegations that we've known about for a long time, or that have been out there. They just haven't been talked about. But it just seems strange to me that Hillary Clinton and her campaign never thought, "Hey, maybe we should bring up those seventeen women he sexually assaulted. Maybe that would help us." Like, that never came up in, like, their strategy. I find it weird. Um, and now the, you it, now it's kind of coming out, and they're saying he should resign. They're not saying any kind yeah. of impeachment did this. They're saying Al Franken did the right thing. He resigned. We also think you, Donald Trump, should resign because you've done the exact same thing. What do you think about it, Fro? I think uh, it will not help because then we will get another lunatic yes president. I don't. He, here's the thing: like, if Donald Trump resigns, I don't want. I don't want. I don't want uh, Pence. Pence. I don't right. want one Pence as a as a president. I even want him less than I want Donald Trump. for not saying something. Right. Yeah. Uh, But you know what Donald Trump would call this, right? uh, I have no idea. He would call it fake news. Yeah, I mean, he's denied all of these allegations for years and years and years. Like I said, most of these are from forever ago, and he denied them then, he's denying them now. But recently, there's been rumors that Privately, he's been telling people that the Axis Hollywood tape was not real, even though B- Billy Bush even came out and said, I was there, that was real, that's what you said. So he's kind of yeah. living in his own little fantasy world, kind of, uh, yeah. which he, I guess he's probably been doing his whole life. So it's not <laughs> it's really, life, yeah. not really uh, surprising. Yeah. 
But I, I really don't think he's going to resign for this. I think no, uh, this is them kind of throwing throwing shit at the wall and seeing if it sticks. Um, mm-hmm. But this is not anything like... I understand Al Franken resigning and him doing it because it's the right thing to do. Trump's not going to do something because it's the right thing to do. I don't think that people really <laughs> no. understand who we're dealing with no, here. No. So no, 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 no. A man that calls Jerusalem the capital of Israel and says every news article that isn't about him is fake news, has no grip of reality. Right. <laughs> and I also find it funny that the Democrats, they're like, we got this impeachment vote, it goes through, now let's move on to our next plan to try to get rid of Trump. <laughs> it very much, like, you could see them, like, okay, we did that, now let's move on to the next plan, and yeah. there's going to be a plan after this, probably, uh, when this fails, because it, it seems like it's more than likely going to fail. Uh, but this is huge, I mean, like, all these allegations against him, some of it has to be true. I mean, it doesn't have to, yeah. like, but there's 17 to 19 people... One of those people, I'm guessing, is right. I, if not all of them, that's the other thing that's come out recently in America. Is like you're not, you're never allowed to say women could be lying or or stretching the truth, or you always just have to trust the accuser, no matter what. Uh, that's yeah. kind of been the thing now, and it's you can't, you you have to uh, study the situation and say get the facts and decide with the facts who is telling the truth and who's not you can't just automatically hear the person who's the accuser and say oh they're automatically right uh right but when you have 17 or 17 to 19 people all saying it over like i said 30 to 40 year span that's a lot of that's a lot of evidence right there so and when we have a president that boasts about it in the fucking tapes sure I, I, there was, that was kind of, uh, at least for all this time, whenever they talk about how he's sexist or anything, Trump is, uh, uh, sexually harasses women all the way through the campaign and everything. That's the thing they would always cite is say, oh, well in the access Hollywood tape, we heard him say that, but right. these 17 cases, I, I don't ever remember hearing them mentioned in the news i mean i guess nope. maybe the idea is they didn't want to drag these women through the process of you know what i mean right uh which i can understand that if the women didn't yeah, want to yeah. come forward uh but you think that it would have been mentioned but as far as the access hollywood tape goes that's not sexual harassment it is uh talking about being or doing some type of sexual harassment but it isn't itself sexual harassment uh it's acknowledging to another person that, hey, sexual harassment is something I know about or I do. But talking about sexual harassment and actually committing an act of sexual harassment are two completely different things. So Yeah. Talking about fake news. Fake news is Norwegian's new word of the year. Yay. The Language Council of Norway has pronounced fake news false as the new Norwegian word of the year, the impression beat other uh, neolistigging, including Swedish uh, uh, conditions, since October Child, October Barn, and 
Purple Water Lilla Välger to the award rights news agency NTB. The word uh, is not completely new, but its uh, use has exploded over the last years. Uh, language researcher Ole Vages, a senior advisor to the consul Paul Entebbe. It, uh, it is a word that has set the agenda, agenda uh, and has given a lot of attention during the 2016 US election. And that attention has continued, language researcher Bente Cardenas told broadcaster NRK. Is this Isn't interesting? This two words? <laughs> Am I wrong yeah. here that they keep saying word, but it's two words? Like, all of them yeah. are actually phrases, except October yeah. Child, which yeah. looks like one word. Oh, Purple Voter, I guess, is one word. Purple hmm. Voter, yeah. yeah. Which, I guess, is a Purple Voter, like, uh, centrist? Like, somebody who yeah. would vote either? Yeah. Okay. I kind of like that. That's a cool term I like. I would like to see used here in America a little more. Yeah, yeah. I'm also... Because I'm a purple voter. (laughs) And I guess yesterday, Merriam-Webster's came out with their word of the year, which was feminism. Uh, And Dictionary.com came out with theirs last week, which was complicit. So this is just like the time of year that's happening. And Time Time uh, magazine uh, had an expression. Uh, oh, what what is it that Time magazine was the per, uh, person of the year? Had their oh the of person the of the year. Okay, I, I was th- yeah. I thought you were talking about words still. Uh, yeah, which uh, wasn't a person. Their person of the year was the people no. who came out. Uh, against the sexual harassers, so it's yeah. many people. Mm-hmm. It's not actually a person of the year. That's a little confusing, uh, but sure, yeah. if that's what they want to do, that's fine. Uh, talking about uh, Norway, we had the Nobel Peace uh, uh, giving uh, in Oslo this week. Uh, Australian-funded uh, international campaign to abolish nuclear weapons urges support for the UN treaty banning them and says nuclear annihilation is one tantrum away. And um, who do you think she's talking about there? <laughs> Just one tantrum away. <laughs> I think she's talking about two people, to be honest with you. Yes, but... I do. I think that as well. One Russian and one American. Right. Uh, clearly, she's talking. Oh, I didn't think Russian. I think she's talking about North Korea. Ah. I don't think we have really have seen any um, anything that would suggest that a tantrum by Vladimir Putin would cause some type oh. of nuclear war. But oh, I think we have seen that from Kim Jong Un and maybe Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say out of those three, Kim Kim Jong Un is going to be at the top of. Somebody yeah. who I would say would have a tantrum and cause a nuclear war. Uh, but yeah, we talked it, about ICANN a... in the past. Uh, yeah. I think uh, we talked about it when they got the Peace Prize. So, But it is, it is a little uh, disturbing that our Prime Minister didn't want to... She didn't clap for the Nobel Peace winner because uh, we didn't sign the treaty for abolishing nuclear weapons, so... She was sitting there, not clapping. Huh. And okay. everybody saw that on, 
on new in newspapers and things like that. It's been a huge discussion in Norway. Did she come out and because... say anything about it? No, to... no, no, she no. avoided it. She would just you sure she wasn't it. just like playing uh, Angry Birds or something on her phone again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we talked about that before. We... <laughs> That's right. Uh, but yeah, um, you have the, uh, uh, almost attack on New New York this week. It was uh, scary for a an almost attack. Yeah, right. A guy yeah. went into the subway and set off a bomb that didn't act. It, it like it exploded, but didn't explode. Uh, it was a <laughs> kind of a dud to the point where like it hurt yeah. him, kind of, but not enough to kill him. And it yeah. didn't hurt anybody else, uh, but it was. He said it was. Uh, he did it because of attacks on ISIS in Syria, so that's kind of interesting, I guess. Um, and uh, then a terror attack, uh, terror plot to assassinate Prime Minister Theresa May, has been foiled. Sky sources have confirmed. Right, this was kind of interesting. Uh, I guess MI five. Yeah. We're tracking some of the some guy some people, and their plan was to set off some kind of uh, explosion or like it was going to be a diversion. Basically, they were going to do an explosion. Um, uh, where was it? Uh, outside of outside of her house. So right. Uh, Downing Street, right? That's where it is. They were planning mm-hmm. on blowing, like, setting off a bomb at Downing Street, but the bomb would actually be kind of a diversion so that the police would go towards the explosion, helping people out there, and they were going to go and attack uh, Theresa May. Uh, mm-hmm. That was their plan, I guess, to 21, 20 and 21-year-old men were arrested uh, on suspicious on suspicion of doing this, and looks like it was prevented because they were um it's at least from what i have read it seems like they were talking to mi5 kind of without knowing about it so and uh then some good news uh, yeah i i think it's good news iraq declares war with Islamic state or i isis uh that's over. Right. It only yeah. took us, uh, what, uh, 17 years of blowing up people? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm pretty sure uh, Americans still have plenty of people there. Uh, yeah, is it really at least the, At least the Iraqi, um, Government. the Iraqi, uh, prime minister has said, yeah. That he believes that uh, they've taken out enough people uh, that they can consider it a victory. Uh, they have kind of an interactive map that shows you how big ISIS was in 2015 compared to now. So only two two years ago, and it it's like they're yeah. all, it's all concentrated in one area where it seems yeah. like they'll be able to get get rid of them pretty quickly because they're all just in one area as opposed to spread out all over. Syria and Iraq, uh, which is another thing that's interesting that happened this week is Russia pulled out 
a bunch of their troops out of Syria because they said that uh, ISIS is basically taken care of in Syria as well, which is mm. in, which is interesting because these are happening kind of at the same time, and it's all happening right after our government stopped paying uh, uh, militant Muslims in those areas. We stopped arming them with things, and all of a sudden... Uh, ISIS is basically just gone from this, uh, from these areas, which, you know, as far as them being gone, it just me sometimes it just means though they stopped being ISIS and they started just being a regular Iraqi. That sometimes can be what it means. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, pretty interesting, uh, uh, that's, uh, the prime minister goes so clearly out and like, well, we defeated them. But according to the map, I see his point. I do. Yeah, they're kind of all, at least according to this map, all of ISIS is kind of stuck in between Syria and Iraq, kind of on the border. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I can see that, I mean, they're, they're all kind of closed in. So if we really wanted to take them out, we could take them out pretty easily, it seems like. Um and I, as far as, like, looking over this, it seems that this kind of... It, I haven't heard anything about this in American news. I had to get this from BBC, obviously. But we're not going to hear about this, and then we're just going to move on to blowing up some other country now that this is taken care of, is what it seems like to me. So Right. Well... We have an email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail.com. Another digital citizen at gmail.com. Where Jeremy, yes, uh, last week sent an email in Swedish to trick you up. Right. We got an email from him this week, but uh, I got a couple other news things real quick. Okay. Uh, Democratic National Committee, uh, they, they were doing some the rules committee, they cut the superdelegates from 715 down to 315, which is kind of a huge move. Ooh. And they made it so that the 315 have to vote with the wish of their state. So you can't have a situation like we had last election where uh, Hillary Clinton gets all these superdelegates, so she wins the state with the superdelegates uh, when Bernie Sanders actually got more votes. So the superdelegates now have to vote with the people they represent. So that's they're good, basically then. no longer super. They're just delegates yeah, now. Know. So that's good. Um, this, remember the travel ban that Trump yeah. had been trying? Uh, Supreme Court let the travel ban go through this week. Another thing you wow. probably didn't hear a lot about in the news. Oh. But that didn't happened. About the actually. Yep. And then yesterday was the big news last night. Uh, obviously after I sent the news out for us, is that uh, Doug Jones, who is the Democrat uh, in Alabama, won in Al the Alabama Senate seat uh, yes. against a guy who is accused of being a child thank molester. Yeah, thank goodness he won. Right. Jesus. The weird part is he won by, like, less than one point. Like, less than yeah. 1%. So he barely beat this child molester, but it's Alabama. So, very... Red Republican state. <laughs> Thank you all, uh, uh, Alabama listeners, for listening. You can send your complaints uh, emails uh, where uh, you say, 
uh, Luke, don't talk shit about our state to another <laughs> Hey, I'm not the one who voted for a child molester. It's 49% of you guys, so... <laughs> Complain to that 49%. You don't need to be complaining to me. I guess the last thing, uh, in Egypt, they found two unrevealed uh, tombs that were found... <laughs> 3,500-year-old tombs and a brand-new mummy and vast treasures of, uh, you know, ancient Ooh. treasures in this underground tomb. So pretty cool stuff there. Ooh. Yep. So let's go into our mailbox and see what we got going yeah. on here. Toot toot. From Jeremy. My email, my email last week was in Swedish. I didn't know the diff. I didn't know the difference. Who would though? It's not like they're actually different. Anyways, that's the last time I trust a belligerent caribou named Blitzen. There's nothing. There's nothing like a different. Come on, Jeremy. I'd like to. I'd like people to send. I liked having a email that was in another language and then it trans translated it back to English because it was totally nuts. I want people to email in just random stuff, but do your email in English, translate it into another language, send it to me, and I'll translate it back to English, and we'll read it, and it'll be hilarious, I think. So I want to get a few emails like that, if we can. Yeah. You can also uh, check out our Facebook group, Another Digital Citizen, on Facebook. Uh, what is Trun going to tell the truth about this week? Look... He's going to be talking about uh, whether conservatives have principles, and he's going to talk a little bit about uh, Roy Moore and Doug Jones as well. So, This is Trump, but Trump tells the truth. Today I finished a letter, a letter to my party. I'm resigning from my posts and positions in the party because I'm changed, and the party has changed, so we're not longer capable of living together. That happens sometimes. People change, and new politics comes up, and we devolve as human beings, as politicians. But I have some also reasons why I did it, because their stance and their liberal background, they're not living up to it anymore. So it's not the liberal party that I feel in my heart it should be. Therefore, I'm going over to the Green Party. Why I'm telling you this is because when I am you hearing this, there have been an election in Alabama between a liberal democrat and a conservative. Well, if you are conservative, you stand for values. And I respect that. I respect that some people don't have the same liberal values I do. And when I hear word Christian conservatives, I know they have conservative values about family, abortion, gay marriage, and so on. But where are those values now? Because I have respect for people living up to their principles. But do really conservatives in the United States and anywhere else really have any principles anymore? I took this up when it comes to electing Bush. And I took it up when it comes to electing Trump. But people say that everything is better than a liberal democrat. Everything? Really? A man who has sex with children, is that better than a liberal democrat? If the, if cons well, the last weeks, a senator has resigned. Al Franken. Al Franken was a man I used to do, have a big respect for, not so much anymore. 
And that is the difference between liberals and conservatives. Liberals in the United States now get rid of theirs because they stand for the principles. Conservatives don't. They just keep on having them because they're better to have them than the liberal Democrats. If you are a cruel, cruel Christian conservative, is that the way you should be? Shouldn't you say that principles over party? I did that. For me, it was principles over party. Therefore, I changed party. That's why I'm going to vote something different next time for the first time since 1993. I think the conservatives also should do that. The Republicans in general should do that if they don't feel good about this. If you elect, if more and more is get elected by conservatives, I wonder if what is to con- what is the reason to call them conservative anyway? Because it's not only hard to say you have values, you have to act according to them. This was Tron, but Tron tells the truth. Have a nice day. Hi, this is Itch from the King Blues, and you're listening to Another Digital Citizen. Let's talk TV. Have you watched any TV this week, Luke? Uh, yeah. I saw the first two episodes of Shut Eye Season 2 which we covered mm-hmm. in the past here. Uh, did you watch mm-hmm. any of it, Fro? Yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you weren't going to watch it. What did you think? Uh, I thought it was better than last uh, year's episodes. It's more interesting, that's for sure. Hmm, okay. Um, it seemed like they had to kind of... From the end of last season... They yeah. it seemed like they weren't a hundred percent sure they're going to do another season, so they had to change some things in the first episode from what actually happened at the end of last season to make it yeah. fit together. And it was very clear yeah. that it was like, wait, why are they now all of a sudden friends with this guy? <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah. So there was there was a hello. few things. Oh, Tilly, hello. <laughs> hello. I may have just woken up. <laughs> oh, you may uh, just came into the podcast. Hey, everybody. It's very sleepy pregnant lady here. <laughs> Hi. We're in the TV round. So we already hey. did all the news. Did you want to say okay. anything about the news? I don't think I've even looked at what we covered. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Good morning. <laughs> uh, <sighs> well, we were talking about... yeah. We were talking about Shut Eye Season 2, which was this week, Tilly, if you remember uh, Shut Eye. I watched I, the first two episodes. How many episodes did you see, Fro? Uh, just uh, two. Oh, really? Okay. I know it's all yeah. out there, because it's like a yeah. Amazon, I think, show? Or is it Hulu? Yeah, One Amazon. or the other. Yeah, Hulu yeah. or Amazon? Oh, well. Yeah, I thought I, I, thought I still like the characters, and I, to be honest with you, I had completely forgot about his the supernatural aspect of the show. Like yeah, me too. in my mind that wasn't even part of the storyline when I got back into this season and then when he sees like he has his vision, I was like, "Oh right, that's what the show is about. It's not just about gypsies mm. and like gangster yeah. uh gangster people uh which that's really also what it's about, but it's also about him and his uh what is the uh, what's a good word for it? His Telepathy, I guess, kind of, in a way. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
his ability to to see other people's future. Or is uh, yeah, I mean, see the future kind of. Yeah. And uh, but I I think it's a more. Um, uh, I just found it more interesting this season. The two episodes that I watched, I was like, huh. Yeah, I guess okay. I'm going to see the rest of it. It was just as no good, problem. I thought, as last season, but it, like I said, they had to change some things in that first episode to fit it uh, together because it was clear they yeah. didn't know they were going to do a second season. Yeah. Oh, really, Claire? <laughs> yeah. Like, obvious. What else I saw a very interesting uh, episode of Dharma and Greg. Uh, I, I'm okay. in the four, fourth season now, and okay. it was the most clear piece of, like, propaganda TV I've ever seen. It's this episode, uh, season four, episode four, where Greg joins the army reserve. And of course, Dharma doesn't want him to, but it's so clear where he's like, Oh, but I can just help out two days a week or two weekends, uh, a month, uh, four, four months a year or something. He like totally, it's clear that they were paid by the army to do this episode. And it's very strange. It's a very strange episode of the show. Um, uh, Mr. D, a Canadian TV show, it's kind of like the Canadian office a little bit, uh, mm -hmm. had its finale, like it. uh, of this season and very strange ending where it looks like next season he might be going to China. So, uh, not really sure where they're going there. And then, uh, some sad news, I guess this week, if you guys know, YouTube sensation kind of star Angry Grandpa. Have you heard yeah, of him? he died. He yeah, passed away, he which was very sad, yeah. but... Uh, you know, he... The guy got probably way more famous than he ever should have, so... Yeah. He had a good life. And the last thing I saw this week, which I thought was super amazing, I think Tilly would hate it, and I think Fro would probably really like it, was called Happy! With a exclamation point at the end. Okay. Okay. Um, it's kind of a science fiction-y show, uh, but it's... I'm trying to think of what, how I could describe it. It's very weird. Uh, the very first scene, he, like, fantasizes about uh, shooting some... or blowing his own head off, and... except it's... He, there's blood going everywhere, except uh, out of his head... Uh, it starts to turn into a disco in this bathroom, and so he's dancing around with blood flying out of his head. It's a very strange show, uh, but I would definitely fun. recommend it. Like I said, I don't think Tilly would like it, but I'm pretty sure uh, Fro would like enjoy something it. I would like. <laughs> I'm trying to like, think of exactly yeah. what to like, kind of um, compare it to, but I don't yeah. really have it. I I, I really got nothing. Uh, but it's a sci-fi show. Maybe I could kind of. Maybe it's a little bit like Blood Drive, a little bit, but not really. Ooh. But it's kind of about this guy who is like a hitman for hire. He almost gets killed, and when he comes back, um, a little girl's imaginary friend is trying to get him to save this little girl who has been kidnapped. So it's kind of interesting. Ooh, interesting. Oh, and what it's got Pat, Patton Pat Oswald plays the the uh, imaginary friend. So. Oh. What about you, Tilly? Have you watched anything on TV this week? I've been um, on Netflix quite a lot because we got snowed in here. 
all my birthday things were cancelled, which was very yeah. annoying. But um, yeah, so I watched Happy Glow belated birthday, by the way. Thank oh, you. Happy birthday again. Yeah. My first ever white birthday. Um, yeah, so I've watched all of Glow. Mm-hmm. And oh, cool. I loved it. I didn't expect. Cool. We finished watching it, and Dick was just like, oh, is there only just. Is that it? Is it. yeah we've just binged the whole thing in one evening um i've finished black mirror now as well so i've watched all of them and um there's a really good live at the apollo this week that's on um bbc with louisa romilan on it i've spoken about her before i love her she's really she's really amazing um but this time she's she's got a bit of sad news and she's sort of persevered through it to do this show and that's it's very worth a watch. It's funny mm-hmm. and poignant. Oh, okay. I liked it. And Blue Planet Two this week, even more upsetting than last week, because it's all pretty much about <laughs> what the humans are doing to the sea. Yeah. So if you're well, like look, me and we hormonal, are it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this is it. I know this. I keep having to walk out of the room because it just upsets me too much. Yeah. I think it might just be hormones. But yeah, if you're uh, hormonal or sensitive. Stay away from Blue Planet this week, or at least be ready to wander out and go and make yourself a tea or coffee or something in certain parts. Well, what about uh, you, Frog? I, wa- I watched uh, Victoria, uh, the royal show about Victoria. Sure. Uh, I tried. I watched the first three, four episodes, and I was a little bored. So then I uh, saw that The Crown Season 2 had gotten out, so, and I <laughs> haven't watched any of The Crown. You were bored by so Victoria, I'd... so you were like, huh, maybe The yeah. Crown is better. Like, it's got a <laughs> strange like, place yeah. to go from, one, okay. one thing to another. Maybe I will try The Crown instead. I fucking love The Crown. I, is uh, The I, Crown I... about Elizabeth II? Yeah. The now queen, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now Current queen. queenie. <laughs> yeah, uh, Victoria is about Victoria Beckham. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, I would uh, watch that. Dad... <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> sure. uh, but then my dad started uh, because I was at my dad's. Also, we started watching the blacklist from the beginning. Oh, okay. Oh, what's that? He never, yeah, he never seen that. So I need to. I have any either. What is it? it? I've seen most of it. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, it's a it's a show. It's a pretty standard FBI show uh, with, with a small uh, twist, right? Yeah, with with a big twist. Yeah, I think you would like it, Tilla. I'll uh, I'll put it on my list. The first bunch of seasons are or the first like two or three seasons are very very good. Uh, yeah, and then I think I got into the fourth season or something somewhere around there, and it kind of like mm, it co- becomes very it's formulaic. Yeah, yeah. But now that it's over, I want to go back and finish it because I know that it's over. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Talking about favorite and worst TV shows of 2017. That's our main topic. I'm so happy that you are here for this, Dilla, because now you will have a list of. Things you have to watch. Yeah. And tell us what to watch as well. Indeed. And we will start about uh, we will start with the top favorite show, uh, Mrs. Uh, Yon Yon. Sorry. That's you. Yeah, that's <laughs> you, Mrs. Yon Yon. 
My most favourite, favourite, favourite. Number five. Number five. Oh, number five. Okay. Um, we don't start case, at one. It, it, well, we start at we could the bottom, do. and we go to the best. That's how we always done this. Okay. <laughs> it's almost Should like you never still done asleep? the show. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's almost like this is the third <laughs> annual time we've done this, but. <laughs> so start with. Start with number five, and we go up to left. Okay. My number five. I didn't really do them in order, so I'll order them now. Yeah. Um, Leah Remini, Scientology in the Aftermath. A good number five. Yeah, I've, to there. I've loved it. Yeah. And every time it pops up, I'm like, oh, no, got to watch this right now before anything else. Bad. Yeah, it's really, really good. Uh, I think it's better uh, than season one as well. Yeah, because they've got more people and there's more people that have been affected by it. Yeah, because they've got sure, the first right. woman that's left Scientology because she watched this. Yeah. I think that's or just... Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now season two is, is just, just better. Uh, look. My number five, uh, great news. Uh, mm, good. good one. Right. Uh, this is an NBC show. Uh, produced by Tina Fey, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll read a little description. Every workplace is a family, but for Katie, a producer at a cable news network, MMN, it goes one step further when her mom, Carol, is hired as an intern. That's just scratching the surface of the slightly offbeat team, which includes uh, old-school newsman Chuck, a hip millennial Portia, uh, two co-anchors who only get along when when the cameras are rolling. Uh, and there's few other characters. It kind of feels, this show feels a little like 30 Rock. Uh, so if yeah. you like 30 Rock, I would recommend this to you. No, I have it I, I, in my honorable mentions. Uh, uh, I, I think it's uh, uh, one of the biggest surprises this year, to be honest with you. My One of the best comedies is... as well. Oh, definitely. My number five is Glow, a little show about wrestling that uh, I just have talked about. Um, there's nothing much to say about this other than if you like female characters, if you like female uh, strong women. Uh, this is a story about how strong women came into wrestling. Uh, it's a really amazing TV show, and uh, maybe it's on other people's list a little higher. I am going to guess that it's a little higher on somebody else's list. Hint, hint. I was surprised yours was number five, yeah. Yeah. And not only really, uh, really strong female characters, it also had Mark Maron, who was one of the best, maybe, one of the best acting jobs maybe on TV of the whole year. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was very yeah, surprising yeah. to see how well he did in that show, so... Your number four, Tilly. My number four is um, Gone to Pot that was recently on the ITV. Yeah, tell us a little about it. It was, I spoke about it the other week. It's where some older TV stars or celebrities from the UK go over to America to find out about cannabis and its um, medicinal values and about using it recreationally. And it's exceedingly good really funny and watching pat butcher sitting there smoking a joint was just 
something I never thought I'd ever ever see. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. Oh, it had it's... a good message as well. It wasn't just like, oh, drugs are bad, or oh, everybody should do this. It's actual them learning and them asking genuine questions that everybody over here really wants to know. Right. Yeah, I have it on my list of shows I really want to see. Uh, I I uh, I have it high on my list of things I should watch. <laughs> uh, my number four. Then it's yes, your number four. <laughs> your name uh, is Luke, isn't it? <laughs> my number four, Blood Drive, which I just talked oh. about, but Blood Drive. Um, I guess I didn't mention, but. My last show, Great News, had 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. This has 81% on Rotten Tomatoes, so both very high. Uh, Blood Drive. In a near, f- in the near future in Los Angeles, uh, climate change keeps temperatures soaring and water is as scarce as oil. Crime is so rampant that the authorities only bother punishing cases of extreme violence. And even the city's last remaining good cop isn't immune from the chaos. Uh, Arthur Bailey's only hope for survival is to join a dangerous female, uh, oh, femme fatale Grace on a twisted cross-country death race. Uh, so I really need very, to watch that. Very good show. It was um, kind of Grindhouse-esque, and the one lady who plays in it, uh, Christina Ocho, I think is her name, she, uh, I really enjoyed her, and uh, I can see her her getting big maybe in the next few years, uh, maybe even in movies. So, cool. My number four is American Gods. American Gods is this uh, series uh, focusing on Shadow Moon that uh, meets a really strange man named Mr. Wednesday after being released from prison. To assume to be embroiled in this large conflict between the old gods and the good the new gods, who grow stronger each day. Uh, it's uh, based on Neil Gaiman's American Gods. I had this on my most anticipated series of the year, and fuck, did it not disappoint! It is really 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 good yeah okay so that's my uh, and it's uh, with Ian uh, McShane as Mr. Wednesday (laughs) I know that name but I don't know where from it's really good your number three Tilly my number three is Taskmaster yeah really good season this season Greg Davies hosting and lots of people and I'm so excited that they're doing a Taskmaster sort of yeah Yeah. the all-star champions thing I I adore this just the randomness and it shows how people's brains work so very differently yeah because everybody if you haven't seen it they get set um tasks by a man called Alex Horn (laughs) and it's is it five celebrities yeah all have to do the same task yeah. And they tend and to so go about ways. it really differently. Yeah. yeah. It's things like, you know, there's a canvas in the middle of this big red circular carpet. You're not allowed on the carpet, but you've got to paint on the canvas. And the different ways that people will do that. 
Yeah. You know, there's people so fashioning really long yeah, yeah. brushes and people pulling the carpet up so that they can get to the easel. It's very interesting. I love it. And hilarious. It's really funny. I totally agree with you. A good pick there. Your number three, hey. Luke. Uh, my number three, uh, Making History, which... Oh. It was a Fox show <laughs> that got cancelled this year, actually, but yeah, it's my number true. three, and it actually has 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, so super yeah. high there, even. So I'm not sure why this got cancelled, except for maybe money reasons, but no, uh, college facility manager Dan Chambers is misunderstood, but when he discovers time travel, he finds that he can claim movie quotes and stand-up bits as his own and be a cool guy in the 18th century. <laughs> he doesn't initially realize by transporting himself back in time to hang out with his girlfriend, Deborah, he is altering events in the present. But when Dan's meddling leads to Paul Revere postponing his famous ride and alters the events of the American Revolution, he must turn to a popular history professor, uh, Chris Parrish, to help. Together, yeah. Dan, Deborah, and Chris try to set everything right. Uh, this is a very good show um, that it's was so funny. way towards the beginning of the year. So uh, one of the, funny. I would say the funniest show of the year, and oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I really wish they would have decided to come up with a second season, but it sounds like they're not going to. So, yeah. My number three, I'm just thinking where are we? Yes, <laughs> number three is uh, Big Little Lies. Uh, Big Little Lies is an uh, American uh, television drama on HBO by David E. Kelly. And if you have never heard of David A. Kelly, he's the man that, uh, for example, uh, he created uh, 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 Ally McBeal, for example, oh, or okay. Boston, Boston Legal, or uh, Picket Fences, and, right. and lots of things. This has three Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman in it. Uh, Laura Dern, a lot of Alex Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, it's um, uh, critically acclaimed and received sixteen Emmy Awards nominations with uh, eight wins. Wow! Uh, amazing uh, drama, uh, and is is based on a novel by Lane Moriarty. Uh, not going to say much about what, what it's about, because you should figure that out yourself. But uh, it's just seven episodes in its first season, so it doesn't really take you that long to get through. So my number three is Big Little Lies. Your number two, Tilly. My number two... We've already spoken about it. It's Glow. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And even... I, I didn't know if Dick would. Because he's a very manly man, but he's also a wrestling fan. And him mm -hmm. watching it, it's like, they've really done the research. Right. They've really... Yeah. They're, you know, they, they know, if you know what I mean. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was done in a way where it was... Uh, good for a wrestling fan, but even just somebody who wanted to, to enjoy a good piece of uh, drama television, it also yeah. worked on that level. So yeah, yeah, it has everything. And even if 
you're a wrestling fan and your friends aren't, you can kind of it explains why people like wrestling as well. Mm. Just and sort it also of, you know, covers a lot opera. of like misogyny in the in the nineteen eighties and the uh it it covers kind of um more difficult topics uh, including racism and misogyny and uh, just different other things that uh you wouldn't expect out of a show like this but it it covers those things pretty well i think for that kind of for for the show that it is and speaking of which my number 2 is glow so hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh we we all have it on our list uh not surprised at all my number two and my guess for Luke's number one, actually, is uh, Snowfall. Uh, Snowfall is set in 1983, Los Angeles, and it resolves uh, around the first crack uh, epidemic and its impact on the culture and the city. And the series uh, follows stories of several characters who lived in those doom days this drug dealer franklin a lot of other people it's an amazing crime drama television series and uh the first 10 episodes are just fucking amazing so that's my number two snowfall your number one tilly number one number uno is Rick and Morty's, it came back for its third season this year. <laughs> oh my god, I love Rick and Morty. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> it's just the best thing. They're doing Rick and Morty Monopoly now. Yes. Oh I my know. god. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah, I've yeah. never wanted a Monopoly game in my life ever until now. <laughs> I want they, this. They have all kinds of Monopoly. Did you know Monopoly was invented by an anarchist? Yes. I never knew I that until recently. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't you, know that, but it makes sense. It, the game wasn't actually ever supposed to be fun. It was supposed to teach people that uh, capitalism is bad. <laughs> and yeah. so it was actually <laughs> supposed to be boring and to teach you that uh, you're always going to lose somebody and one person will always win. Yeah. So that's your number Does one, Philly? That, that is. It's my number one. If you haven't seen Rick and Morty, people, go and watch Rick and Morty. It's... I'm going to be binge so it on Netflix. I'm not except I'm that it's not on my Netflix, but oh, in yeah. the UK you can binge it on Netflix. Right. What's your number one? Look, my number one is Snowfall. Uh, this was oh. renewed for a season two, so we will be getting a season two of this. Yes. Uh, Fro just kind of described it, but believe it or not, this only has a fifty-nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Kind of yeah. strange. I don't. I don't understand that at all. I think it's 94% uh, like the TV show on Google. So uh, I, I think the critics were a little harder on it than the audience score. So, But yeah. uh, a real quick description, little... It's, uh, like Fro said, in 1983, uh, the crack ep- epidemic is in, a, in, is in it... Sorry. Is in its infancy. There we go. In Los Angeles... Uh, <laughs> The daughter of a Mexican crime lord who sells marijuana throughout the city sees a cocaine business as a potential moneymaker, and she manipulates her family into entering the more dangerous and profitable territory than pot. Uh, and this also has a lot to do with the CIA um, getting involved in it, and it's just a very good show. 
and very well put together. Very, very good acting and very good cinematography. So that's my number one. My number one and the show I think Luke is going to love when he finally gets to see it is The Handmaiden's Tale. Oh, uh, I need to carry on with that. Yep. In the near future, human fertility rates collapse as a result of a sexual tra- uh, transmitted disease and environment pollution. Uh, with chaos in pla- uh, place, the totalitarian ca- Christian theomatic government of the Gilead established rules in the former United States in the aftermath of the Civil War. It is fucking amazing. Elizabeth Moss, Joseph Pines, just fucking see it, Luke. (laughs) I might see it someday. I'll probably watch Rick and Morty before I watch that. So, yeah. Yeah, I've got a few other things I need to see before that. Yeah. Yeah. So this is Hulu, and it was straight series since the ten episode, and uh, it has gotten a lot of uh, critical uh, uh, one eight uh, eight prime time uh, Emmy awards, and had fourteen nominations. So it's not a shit show. No, it's, it's really really heavy. And really, really, really anti-religion. So that's why I think Luke will like it. And it's definitely my number one. Some um, honorable mentions, uh, Pillar? I couldn't go through all of this without mentioning Bob's Burgers. Because Bob's Burgers, I get excited for every time a new episode comes out. And it hasn't stopped yet, so I'm excited. And I just do this. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> which it had like a double episode this week so i'm thinking that was the season finale f- of this season uh this last most episode like i haven't watched it yet most okay likely. it's like it's a, a two-hour episode so i'm thinking it's possible Ooh, i'm even more excited now yeah that's what could be up <laughs> uh look uh i've got a bunch here uh let's see the yeah, mick was a very good show uh yeah this year uh somewhere between i thought was very yep. good uh Pretty the good. sinner with jessica beal was very good uh the guest book. i had that i had that on my number six i had it on my number five for so fucking long i love the sinner right 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 um it kind of was on my short list of of some of them another one on my short list was uh get shorty which is yeah. very good, but it, it didn't un- end so up on fun. my top five because it's kind of based off of a movie. It's not really yeah. as original yeah. as some of the other ones. Uh, yeah. The Tick, I really enjoyed. I know Fro didn't like it. Uh, nope. Actually, Young Sheldon, I thought, turned out to be a pretty good show. Yes. Uh, probably I, not I'm in my totally top ten. Surprised. but No, no, but it's. I'm really surprised by that, how good right. it is. Uh, Ghosted, which is a <laughs> show, it's a comedy show. Uh, t- yep. turned out to be very good. I was not expecting it to so be. Uh, Happy, which I just mentioned, only seen one episode, but I thought it was very good. And then some things that weren't really new. Uh, the Return of Samurai Jack, The Return of Mystery Science yep. Theater 3000. Yep. Both were very good. And then my last thing was uh, season three of The Leftovers. Can't do oh. best of this year without mentioning the final season the of Leftovers. Oh, 
best season ever hashtag. Which if I wasn't doing my top five of only brand new shows, I probably yeah. it probably would be on there. So yeah, uh, I totally agree with you. Uh, I have uh, Godless. I have the Young Pope. Uh, the Young Pope is really weird. <laughs> I think Luke will like that. Uh, I have. Yeah, it is really weird. You really young folk going around smoking and doing a lot of other things. Uh, I have Feud, Beth and Joan. I have American Wen- Wendell that I think Tilly will fucking love. It's on Netflix, Tilly. And it's American a parody. Wendell. Wendell, yeah, like a, 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 a person that. Uh, oh, Vandal. There you Vandal. Go. Oh, right, okay. And it's a fake documentary about uh, a guy that put penises on um, the teacher's cars. <laughs> and that he gets expelled from school for doing that. I've heard it was very good, yeah. It is so fucking funny. But then I have also my honorable <coughs> mention and the thing that would be my number one if it wasn't the returning season of it, Twin Peaks. Really? Okay. Yep. Twin Peaks season three is the best thing on TV this week or uh, this year. This year, I've heard a lot yeah. of people say the opposite that they really didn't like it comparatively yeah, to the I original series. So. Okay, let's turn it around. Let's uh, let me go first. It's top five hated TV show, and my number five is the Orwell. <laughs> Oh, the Orwell. How much faith I had in the Orwell. Uh, it was going to be all I wanted. A, 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 a parody of Star Trek, Star Wars. Uh, all like... Mostly Star Trek, I think. Star Mostly, Trek, yeah. yeah. And it felt down like a brick of bricks. It was a piece <laughs> of crap. It was a terrible, was... terrible show. And there are people that seem to like it, which I don't understand. Horrible show. With Seth MacFarlane. I had so I have so fucking high expectations for this. But it's he is so a shit actor. Boring. Like he's a yeah. pretty good when it just he has to do voices. But voices, when he has yeah. to actually act as a human being, it does not work. Yeah. Luke, I've not seen the audio, get... but I know about that. <laughs> yeah. Look, you get to be in the middle. Uh, my number five, Powerless. I have that higher. <laughs> Emily Locke lands her dream job as director of research and development for Wayne Security in Charm yep. City, home to superheroes, supervillains, and everyday citizens fed up with collateral damage of their constant superfighting. Full of confidence and big ideas on how to make life safer for the populace, Emily quickly learns <laughs> that her aspirations far exceed those of her new boss. So, mm-hmm. it is a office uh, kind of TV show, except in a superhero world, uh, starring Vanessa Hudgens, and it was awesome. And how high expectations did we both have for this? We both because thought we both, this was going to be good. We, yeah, we both thought this was going to be good, because we had it both on our most uh, anticipated uh, uh, list of 2017. <laughs> I right. remember you you and me totally agree on, on the premise of this. Looks really good. Right, the premise is it. good. 
Yeah. <laughs> then you watch it, it's like... <laughs> Piece of crap. I mean, I yep. guess we should have had more uh, inclination that it was going to be bad when we saw Vanessa Hudgens, but it also has Danny Pudi in it, who's all, he is very funny, uh, but yeah, yeah. it just didn't... I'll she was the worst part of the whole thing, yeah. so... Oh, yeah, definitely. You're number five, Ilya. All right, I've done things that I've watched that are bad because I yep. don't know... I don't tend to watch really, really awful TV shows because you guys tell me that they're awful and I stay away from them. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> That's what we're here for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you do a very good service for me. Um, my number five was Dance Moms from this year. Oh. It was the, the worst season so far and oh. Abby's not in most of it. Didn't um, she get arrested like partway through the season? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, she got arrested. She, was, she knew she was going through it all because um, she wasn't actually properly arrested she just had her court date and then you know you got to be sent to prison on this date um, mm. but they carried on doing it anyway I like the little special that they did but that was not that wasn't dance moms that was somebody else did it where they were interviewing her and find you know following her on her last few days before she got sent to prison but yeah this dance moms is just it's bad the original girls go to a different dance studio and get a different dance coach and then that doesn't work out because Abby's from behind the scenes sort of threatens people to not work with them and I don't know it's just it's it's not as no I wasn't no just no <laughs> my number four is a show that you never heard of it's powerless um <laughs> it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all all looks at and a little more bag of crap. What's your number four uh, look? Uh, my number four is Ghost Wars. Our favorite. Hey. You follow the my list. I think you've seen my list or something. Uh, I I think they're just this. Maybe the uh, what was bad is just easier than you know what I mean. But uh, yeah. Ghost Wars, when an earthquake unleashes dangerous paranormal forces, the belief uh, and biases of humankind face a reckoning. Roman Mercer, a troubled medium and local pariah, must fight figurative and literal demons to stop mass haunting in remote Alaska p town of Portmore. Is that the thing that was confusing? Is that there are figurative and literal demons? <laughs> I never got that from watching however many episodes we saw, uh, three or four. And then Fro, I know, saw more, but... Yeah. What I a horrible, horrible television program. Uh, tremendously bad. Till it. My number four is a show called Evil Things. Okay. Um, this is... You know those sort of documentaries where they have the people like um, American Horror Story Roanoke where they sort of recreate right. what was going on and you know hauntings and yeah. things but it's all about possessions that people have had come into their lives loads of stuff's gone weird and then they've got rid of the possession and everything's been fine and it's done like it's pure fact and it's done sort of trying to be a bit like a sort of horror series but real people and their real stories and it's it's just as dire as it sounds it's a bit like mm. watching goosebumps or something there's one where a woman buys a um or a man buys a camcorder for a woman and on this camcorder is the that's sort of being haunted because this guy murdered 
some people and filmed it on this camcorder. Sure. And like she right. shouldn't have been able to buy it. She got he got it from a um, police department auction thing, and it should have been evidence. And it yeah, it's bad. <laughs> but I still watch it because oh. it's something to watch. That's I don't know. I watch some crap cool. telly. My number three is Ghost Wars. You never heard of that show, have you? No, what's that one? <coughs> no, Ghost Wars. <laughs> it doesn't Ghost appear Wars. at all on my list. It a bit. <laughs> uh, it's a horrendously bad show, and we covered it. Thank you for saying all the shit about it. But like, <laughs> it, it, like I continued watching it, and I, yeah. I can tell you guys, it doesn't get any better. It gets worse. Do you remember <laughs> how many episodes you you got through? Or do uh, you... Five. Oh, okay. I think five or six. Wow. I'm sure. Yeah. So that's my number three. If your number three is my number two, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> uh, what's your number two, Luke? Oh, uh, oh, your yeah, number three. Number I mean. three. Yeah. I was gonna say, uh, is it me? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Number three. My number three is Hunted, the U.S. Oh. version. Thank God. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Which we reviewed on the show. I'm of so course, happy uh, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> we completely reviewed this entire show, and they've both forgotten yep. about it. But uh, yes, probably it for the better. Yeah, <laughs> this was based on my list. If I if I had remembered it, like, yeah, remember it existed. It you blocked yeah. it out. Yeah, I blocked it out. Uh, it was based off of a UK t- TV series of the same name. The show is a competition series that centers on nine teams of two uh, as they are fugitives on the run from highly skilled investigators. Each pair attempts to use their wits to evade capture for 28 days uh, to win a grand pot prize of a quarter million dollars. And it was fake as hell and stupid oh, and so not funny. even a good real... Not even a good fake reality show, a bad fake oh. reality show, and it was complete uh, propaganda as well. So there's that. I can't, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm flabbergasted that I fucking forgot that show. Was, the whole way through it, we had to be like, "What are the rules again?" Like we don't yes. know the rules, and they never explain yeah, yeah, the rules yeah. of the show. Yeah, I, I'm so surprised that I forgot about it. I even am... just as a premise with them having to like recreate everything. <laughs> What's the point? Mm. What? Why? I, just... I really remember the part where they were like, uh, we got we got to get out of here. Uh, we, let's go down the creek. And they're like, they were staying in the woods. And then all of a sudden they're in a canoe. And you're like, where did this canoe come yeah. from? Did they unfold <laughs> it out of their yeah. back pocket? Like, what the hell? How did they just steal it? <laughs> Pinch somebody's canoe. <laughs> okay. Tilly, uh, what's your number three? My number three is The Real Housewives of Cheshire. Um, It came back for its bazillionth season. I don't know how many seasons it's done now. Um, Ampika's disappeared and nobody mentions it. She was a really big character in it the season before. And now she's just... She's gone. Disappeared. Huh. And there's all, all some new people and it's just dire. It's women that have married rich footballers, mostly. Um, and what they do with their days is bad. Oh. Uh, uh, again, I'm half addicted to it because I'm crazy. But <laughs> it's, yeah, you are. It's definitely bad. I can see that it's bad. Yeah. 
My number two is a show that gotten a haul of 10% of, of, on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Uh, and it's Marvel Inhumans. I've seen every fucking episode of this. Can somebody please fucking tell me why I did that? It's a superhero <laughs> show series based on Marvel's comic of the same aim that's focused on inhumans, an alien race with superpowers that con- gets in contact uh, with Earth and lives on the moon, of course. Because <laughs> So many yeah. things living on the moon. But it, Marvel Inhumans, it is the worst Marvel show of all fucking time. Wow. Yep. That's saying a lot. Ten percent on Rotten Tomatoes, just saying. And it's a Marvel yeah. thing. That's, yeah. that's good. Well, well, bad going. It's good yeah. going on the worst scale. Yeah. What's your number two, Luke? My number two is Candy Crush the Game Show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this actually, I don't see a Rotten Tomato. Uh, it's got 1.9 out of 10 on IMDb. So that's good, uh, which is about a 20%. Um, mobile game Candy Crush Saga has become a worldwide phenomena, and the new game show brings it to life as two uh, as teams of two people use their wits and physical agility to complete an enormous interactive game board fe- featuring next-generation technology. Uh, seasoned entertain- entertainment personality Mario, Lo- Mario Lopez hosts... This was an awful television program again. But it sounds so amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was not even a good game show in any way. Uh, yeah. It was like you saw it instantly and you're like, this needs to be cancelled now. So, I have that as my honorable mention. And the okay. Crush. Yeah. Uh, what's your number to... Your worst nightmare. Okay. This- Again, like evil things, it's one of those um, real life people experiencing, well, this is more like experiencing humans being awful. Um, You know, somebody's been murdered or whatever, and they talk to the police and they talk to the family and all the rest of it. It's, I normally like things like this, but they always have the worst actors and the worst script of things that you know they don't know. So it's like, you know, the kidnappers talking amongst each other and stuff while the only person around is the bird that ends up dead. But it's just, it's cheese on toast. It really is. Mm. And again, it's done to be sort of, you know, with all the scary music and all the rest of it. And, oh, people are really bad. Oh, murderers. And it just, it doesn't hold up to the crimes that they're actually talking about. Huh, okay. It's... it's, Sunset Beach acting. Uh, hey, uh, Tilly. Yes. If I, if I, for example, tell you that Jenna Elfman is going to be on, on the show this year, would you be interested in watching it? Who? Jenna Elfman from Dharma. Luke's of Dharma and Greg. Dharma, Dharma oh, and Greg. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. She's kind of. Does she still exist? <laughs> yeah. Guess what? She was in my worst 
TV show of this year. Imaginary Mary. This was in my uh, honorable mentions. Yep. <laughs> this is fucking atrocious theory. A workaholic adult woman imaginary friend from childhood comes back to her but ends up being more of a trouble worker than a great companion. I wonder why this was cancelled after one season. Hmm. It sounds like <laughs> female drop dead Fred. Uh, but, Isn't uh, drop dead Fred female drop dead Fred? <laughs> well, I don't know. What, it depends what sex the. I think, friend. Oh, the imaginary worse. friend in this is not a human being. It's no. like a, oh. a creature, a alien type. Yeah, fluffy creature. Yeah. That's my biggest problem with this. It's too cute. It's so fucking. Like, it's. Oh, this TV show is so atrocious. I can't fucking believe I watched it. garbage in it. Yeah. And I saw every episode of it. Ooh. <laughs> I saw What's like three number? episodes. Otherwise, it probably would have ended up on mine. If I saw every episode, I bet you would have been higher on my list. But I had it in my honorable mentions. Oh, yeah. So it's me, number my number one. My number one is Emerald City. Yeah. I have that as my honorable mention. Uh, 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. When a tornado yep. transports Dorothy Gale from Lewis, Lucas, Kansas to a faraway land of Oz, her arrival sets in motion a prophecy about a disastrous event known as the Beast Forever <sighs> and strikes fear into the land's almighty ruler, the Wizard. It's so bad. This is the worst interpretation of the Wizard of Oz I've ever seen. Yeah. And they spent a lot of money to make this, and it was awful. A lot. A lot of money. You can you tell can just by it. You, you uh, can by tell, the... tell the, the first episode. Like, they, they, they use a lot of money on, on how beautiful it looks. It looks beautiful. I will give it that. But the storyline is garbage. <laughs> is there a storyline? <laughs> kind of. I mean, it's but it's not the storyline of Wizard of Oz. It's something completely no, no. different. And it's like, uh, she doesn't this? know she's Dorothy or anything. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's just garbage. The whole show is garbage. And they how, spend how a lot much? of money. So, yeah, that's why it's my number one. How much did you watch of this? Probably like four or five episodes. I I think I oh. got like halfway through. Oh, okay. I I watched two. <laughs> Terrible show. And Vincent D'Onofrio was in this, and he was oh, just horrible so in it. Uh, and it was an, this was an NBC show, but yeah, uh, yeah. like I said, thirty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. People also <laughs> didn't like it, so we're not alone. Yeah. Imaginary Mary Mary got twenty five on Rotten Tomatoes. I believe it. <laughs> Uh, Tilly, what's your number one? My number one is Ghost Wars. Yeah. Which we've already spoken about, but all the other things <laughs> on my list, I've actually continued watching and sort of, you know, persevered right. and gone, yeah, that that's bad. Oh. Ghost Wars, I gave up on when we gave up on it, and I wasn't tempted to go <laughs> back. I was when I was right, watching yeah. it. I was like, oh no, if we if we start watching it, I might I might carry on with this. But then when yeah. it actually came to clicking play on it, I just I couldn't do it. <laughs> when Fro said that he had continued watching it, I was flabbergasted. Yeah, I yeah. D my jaw dropped. Like, what? You're still watching the television show? Why would you yeah, put yeah, yourself why would you through even? that? 
I, I like hurting myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a stickler for self-punishment. Okay, I have some honorable or dishonorable mentions. I have uh, Gypsy. That was okay. a shit show. Uh, I have Marvel's Iron Fist. Uh, also a shit show. I have Admiral City, uh, like we talked about. I have Candy Crush, like we talked about. But mine almost on the list is Disjointed. Holy shit, that was a bad show, Look. Okay, I never saw it. Uh, I've seen the... uh, It's got that woman, the older woman from American Horror Story. Yeah. Uh, Uh, I hovered over that on Netflix and just went, ooh. I think think it started with the trailer. And it was just with the audience and everything. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't bother. Have you any dishonorable mentions? Luke? Oh, me. Um, <coughs> sorry. Uh, I had Imaginary Mary. I had Riverdale. I thought that... Oh. I watched one episode of that and I couldn't even get... I was not watching any more of that garbage. Um, time After Time? Do you remember this show? Oh, it was the one where H.G. Yeah. Wells has to battle... Uh, uh, Jack the Ripper or something like that. Yeah. That show was awful. Um, Bill Nye saves the world. That show I oh, yeah. thought was awful. Some people liked it. I thought it was like, I didn't. Uh, what's a good word for it? Ch- uh, it was supposed to be for adults in a way, but it was yeah. too childish to be for adults and not child enough, childish enough to be for children. So it just didn't work. Uh, room Room One Hundred Four. Remember this show? Oh yeah, I like this. What a failed concept! I just thought this was a failed concept show. Uh, yeah, they were trying for a kind of uh, story show where it doesn't run through its individual stories. Did not work for me. Uh, yeah. Marlin was a sitcom with Marlon Wayans. It was really awful. Oh yeah. Oh dear. Didn't know that existed, but I yeah. should have done. <laughs> they like really rushed it through. They did two episodes a week, and it only had ten episodes, so it was five weeks, two episodes each week. They really tried to rush this through and just be get rid of it. I think it it will not come back. I had the Orville, <laughs> of course. Uh, me, myself, and I was a really awful show as well. I really wanted wanted to like that show, but did not. And then. Uh, I guess I mentioned this last week, but Curb Your Own Enthusiasm, the new season, yeah. turned out not right. to be good. So Yeah. What about you, Tilly? Well, I didn't have any honourable mentions until I got reminded that Hunted existed. Oh, yeah. And well. not only is Hunted on there, but there was a Hunted Celebrities for, I think it was for Stand Up to Cancer on Channel 4 in the UK. Right, yeah. And the celebrities weren't celebrities. I didn't know who half of them were. And even when I found out who half of them were, I was like, you can't call them a celebrity. And that was, it was worse than just the American Hunted. It was the worst wow. thing I've ever seen. And because they had money, you know, some guys from um, Made in Chelsea, and they're there hiring helicopters and speedboats and, ugh, it's just, just dire. And people from Those Gogglebox. were the guys that I actually mentioned that in the TV round at some point, like way a while ago, these, those two guys were made in Chelsea. One of them 
the people had hacked his Amazon uh, Echo, and the people who saw it were like, what, they can just listen to you through your Echo? And it was like a big thing at the time. Yeah. So yeah, they're my uh, my honourable mentions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tilly, you haven't seen any movie, have you? <gasps> I have. Wow. I know. Um, what? I watched after last week's recommendation. I watched Jim and Andy on Netflix. Oh, oh cool. The yeah. uh, documentary about Jim Carrey when yeah, he was good. doing Man on the Moon. Really, really good. Although I've not seen Man on the Moon, <laughs> but I don't oh. think that matters. <laughs> well, I didn't know who Andy Kaufman was either. I think it this. would probably help to see the movie, but yeah, uh, I don't think but, it's necessary. No, you oh, can no, kind of, you can get not. it, get it, and sort of, I don't know, just hearing about Jim Carrey's side of it, of being somebody yeah. else. And, you know, yeah, really good, really... Fantastic documentary. Yeah, and a proper eye-opener as well. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like a little mini Buddhist retreat for your brain because it puts you in a whole different yeah. setting. And the idea of, the, of method acting, it really shows you how deep some actors go into the idea of method acting. And the yeah. parts where he's like... Uh, talking with Andy's actual family and they're treating him like he's yeah. Andy and he's still alive is like, that's yeah. crazy. That's yeah. really insane. Heartwarming. I mean, insane, yeah. I have uh, two movies that came out this week that I'm going to hint about that people should see. Hint, hint, look. <coughs> uh, it came out. Uh-huh. It came out. Uh-huh. Did you see what I did there? It came out. You love this, don't movie, you? It, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, no, the movie isn't funny. It's scary. <laughs> but uh, also that came out is The Killing of a Sacred Air. And uh, I think that it's going to be on somebody's list next week. So maybe somebody on this podcast should see it. Yeah, The Killing of a Sacred Air came out this week. Yeah, I mean, give it equal to hint, hint. <clears throat> the Shape of Water apparently, like... There was the um, Golden Globe nominations happened this week. The Shape of yeah. Water, like, uh, I think had the most Golden Globe nominations of any movie. Yeah. So really yeah. excited yeah. to see that one, even though it's not really Me? even out yet. Mm-hmm. So, Have you watched the movie this Luke? Yeah, I saw Die Hard because it's the Christmas season. <laughs> uh, it was just there and I watched it. And then, of course, uh, Psych, the movie. I saw this. Yeah, I uh, didn't uh, say it because I was a hundred percent sure that you had watched it. What did you think? Uh, You did not see it. I would suggest watching it. I thought it was good. It held up to the uh, original series. It did a good job of following the storyline. It had most of the characters, and even uh, what the one. the guy who's uh, her partner in the TV show, the kind yeah. of cranky guy, he's in it, yeah. but it, they it's like they call him on the phone and talk to him on Skype. Like, he's not really in, in the movie, but everybody else, as far as characters go, is in there, and the jokes are still good, and I thought it held up uh, pretty well. I mean, it's a TV movie, so it's not like, oh my gosh, you gotta go see it, but if you like Psych, uh, you'll enjoy the film, so... Yeah, I wanted to wait till you had seen it and said it was good or not. So I'm right. probably going to watch it this week. But let's get the audio trailer for 
just getting started. Music! Oh, Morgan Freeman. Oh, from the Jones. Oh, Rene Rosso. I'm Duke Diver, resident manager of this. Okay, Villa. Duke Diver. Is there a wrestling match happening, or what is he? Is he standing in front of a wrestling ring right there? I'm confused. Tai Chi. People just seem so happy here. Duke is the man. The Duke. He's a resident champion of everything around here. Some stiff competition. Stiff competition. Mr. Dad will make you wear those clothes. There's new food. Uh, is this a, are they in like a retirement home or I can, yeah i think so okay or a retirement community of some type where you from leo i'm a citizen of the world military ex-military i gotta warn you cousin we play for real money here <laughs> some big brass wavos he's got did you move to okay. uh, uh, because he was holding balls uh, get it yeah it's hilarious get it, uh, 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 because like good. genitalia, you see. Uh, <laughs> rattlesnake. That's always good. Yeah. Hey, rattlesnake in your golf bag. Nope, not really. Wasn't Renee Russo in this movie? The star witness. Oh, yeah. They did say she was. <laughs> I've seen her twice, like in this trailer, and neither of the times did she say anything. Is that the snake I see, or are you just kind of You see, because like genitalia. Yeah. <laughs> we already did that. <sighs> I think there's a lot of those kind of jokes in here. Do you men All those well, yes, because no. there, she there's. Oh, wow. This is thrilling. What the hell? <laughs> Golf carts are electric. Why would yeah. that. No clue. With this? I don't think so. <sighs> so okay. Luke, guess, guess what happens at the end of this movie? Luke they become is. friends. That's what. Yeah. That's the ending. Just spoilers. Luke. Oh, you mean Luke. they don't die? <laughs> right. This is movie about. They drive off uh, into the Grand Canyon. That's the end of the in movie. In a golf cart. Right, in a golf cart. And it explodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what is movie do about? Oh, do you want to know what this movie is about by any chance, bro? Yes! <laughs> Just getting started, Duke Driver is a li is living the high life as a freewheeling manager of a luxurious resort in Palm Springs, California. Okay, so it's not an old folks home. He soon faces competition from Leo, a former military man who likes the same woman that Duke is interested in. That's the premise of the film Ooh. here. It says 3.9 out of 10 on IMDb, and I do not see a Rotten Tomato score anywhere, so... 7%. Yeah, 7%, 7 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Oh, okay. 7%. That's a huge score there, Luke. That's probably why I don't see it anywhere. Because... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Jason Consano, that's a super reviewer on Rotten Tomatoes, Luke. He gives it one star, and he says, I have no words. I know actors do movies out of contextual obligations or just for a paycheck. But do they not make a movie out of pride, question mark? That was one of my ones that I got. Yeah. I do have others, awesome. though. Yeah. Um, Rotten Tomatoes. It only had two pages of reviews. But yeah, not much. There weren't many good ones. 
Mm-hmm. Um, right, I've got either a long one or a couple of shorter said? ones. I think oh, I'll do the shorter ones there. The shorter okay. ones are a bit better, I think. Frank mm-hmm. T gave it one star and said, this was more cringeworthy than that Frozen short before Coco. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that, yeah. That's yeah. Um, Stephen O <laughs> gave it half a star and said, great actors ruined by a Paul Hallmark-type movie. Mm-hmm. And... Mary F. gave it half a star, saying, what were these actors thinking when they signed on to this one? Ugh. Or Sean R. said, arguably one of the worst movies of this year. There's a lot of people saying this is the worst movie (laughs) of the year, if not what that they've ever seen in their lives. One guy walked out of the theatre. I went to the Facebook, and it was filled with uh, people, let's say, that are not technologically inclined. <laughs> because there are a lot of things on there that were like, this does not... Uh, they're old, is what I'm saying. Um, yeah. I, for some reason, this just... I had to mention this one. It It's not about the movie, but Nadine Crawford wrote on this... There was a... It was the only post on... Uh, they had posted the trailer, and she... Uh, replied to the trailer. This is the only post on there, so she's not talking to anybody, but Nadine Crawford says, Mary, call me. This is Nadine. uh, 97935030... Maybe I won't continue the whole... (laughs) But she wrote her whole phone number out on the Facebook page for this movie, so that's not good. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, Plus, I like the part that it, it's got, you know, it's Facebook. It says Nadine Crawford. It's got her, you can link to her thing. And then she wrote, Mary, call me. This is Nadine. Like, you couldn't tell from the Facebook post. Um, so, yeah, Mary, call Nadine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I got a uh, one from Roxanne Hollier. Uh, we just saw Just Getting Started hours ago. We loved it. We need more movies like this. And I love Johnny Mathis. And I think this could have been his first movie. Of course, he played himself. Oh, he still has it for sure. Come on, Johnny Mathis. Make it to Lake Charles, Louisiana, to the Golden Nugget. We would all love to see you there. <laughs> and a short a short one, negative one. Uh, Danny Metzger says, I like all three of these actors, but give me a break. This is the same old regurgitated garbage that Hollywood keeps on giving us. So yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it's a Clash of Champions 2017 predictions. Tilly, are you ready to write down what we predict? I'm ready. We begin with a pre-show match: Zack Ryder versus Mojo Rawley. Mojo, Mojo. I said Mojo. I said Mojo. You guys say Mojo. I'll say Zach then. Then we have Brisango versus the Bludgeon Brothers. I said the Bludgeon Brothers. <laughs> yeah, mm. they don't beat Brisango. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. So is this the ending to that storyline of the, t- the uh, double B or what? Like, is this where yeah. it was? Okay. Uh, I said Bludgeon Brothers. Bludgeon. Yeah. I think we're all going to have to agree on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can't say Breezango. 
Uh, I'm just going to sh uh, jump a little around here. Uh, then we have... Uh, well, no, I'm not going to jump around. Then we have Ron Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, and it's tag team match with Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan as special guest referee. And if Owens and Zayn lose, they will be fired from all of WWE. So, Luke, what do you think is going to happen here? <laughs> is this the, it's super obvious to guess everything yeah. pay-per-view? Okay. Orton yeah. and Nakamura yeah. is what I said. Yeah. Do you know what? I said Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to go different, even though, yeah. <laughs> it's so obvious. <laughs> Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura is totally going to win. Oh, I figured you'd go are... the other way around. I figured you... I, I just assumed this because I'm going... Uh, it seems so obvious that Owens and Zayn are going to win that it maybe that the way it seems so obvious is that it's going to be opposite. So I don't know. Oh, I thought it was really obvious that they're going to lose. Who, Owens and Zayn? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you want to change your around? No, I, I, that's what I picked. I just I figured you would assume it would be Owens and Zayn. Uh, no, no, that no, would no. win. But, no, no. So I'm a little surprised, no, no, no. but yeah, that's fine. No, no, no. I think Orton and Nakamura is going to win. So Owens and Zayn are going to get fired, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure that's how they're going to do it, but it's, they're going to get fired, and maybe they go to NXT, maybe. Mm. Or they just okay. keep turning up, even though they're fired. Right, and then they I, get rehired I, I think... again. Yeah. yeah, I think it's going to be one of those. Okay. Uh, then we have uh, the Usos against New Day, against Sheldon Benjamin and Shade Gable, against Rusev and Aiden English for a four fatal four-way. I said Benjamin and Gable. Ooh, Okay. I said Rusev and Aiden English. Uh, I'll say that the Usos retain. Mm -hmm. Okay. Nobody of us believes in it in your day. That's probably... They don't need to problem. win anything. That's right, they don't <laughs> no, really no. need it. They, they, they don't need a, a title to be over, because they already are, so... No. Then we have Charlotte Flair against Natalia. Lumberjack match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Why don't you go first this time, Fro? I think Charlotte Flair. I said Flair as well. That's good then. I'll say Natty. Natty Natty? I don't think it'll happen because they never give Natty anything. <laughs> then it's... Uh, what do you call him all the time, Tilly? Karen Boren. Karen Boren. Against uh, Bobby Roode, against Dolph Ziggler, triple threat for the United States Championship. Let's go with Tilly first. Uh, I'll go with the glorious one, Bobby Roode. I'm going to go with Champion. Karen Bourne. I said Karen Bourne as well, but uh, let's make it interesting. I'll go Ziggler. 
And I guess this is a good place to mention, this is called Clash of Champions, and there are no champions clashing. Clashing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point. Then we have uh, AJ, I'm going to lose this match, Styles against Ginger Mahal. I think we know what Fro's going to say then. Right. (laughs) I think Ginger Mahal is going to win, yeah. With his Singh brothers. Uh, See, I said Mahal as well. Uh, what do you say, Tilly? Say, I'm happy enough to say AJ. Okay. If you would have said Mahal, I probably would have switched, but we'll we'll go with that. I like saying AJ. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, no, he needs to lose it. Sorry. You need to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> I do need to lose it, actually. You need to lose it, lose it. Oh, wait. No, no. Move it. <laughs> Oh, good, and that's going to be in my head now. Yes, it is. You're welcome. You guys are all (laughs) welcome. Uh, Hey, Mindhunter episode 8. What the fucking stupid episode of Mindhunter this was, uh, Luke? Uh, It kind of diverted from the whole premise of this whole show and, like, went off on some other tangent, and I'm like... We've got two episodes left. How the hell are they going to wrap this all up in two episodes? But I guess we'll find out. And they still haven't given me what I want. We all know what I want. Oh, right. Okay. (laughs) I thought you were talking about this first scene. Uh, Right. Mindhunter episode eight. Uh, We open up with a book with uh, somebody writing with red pen in this... uh, and they're circling words, deviant, pyromania, and torture. And this is right before the intro bit. And every other episode, we've had the BTK, t- uh, sorry, BTK killer. And this does not. Why does? Yeah. Why? Where's he gone? I have no clue. Where is this? Is this the guest book? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> Just all of a sudden, we're not gonna have <laughs> the bloody version of the guest book. <laughs> Uh, that should be on my honorable mentions for worst TV show. Oh, I had it on my honorable mentions for best. I mentioned it, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I really yeah, liked that I, show. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, no, well, you didn't know Fro, and they let go of their premise for a few right. episodes. Exactly. <laughs> but overall, it did have like, its funny moments in it in the show. Like this premise of the show. <laughs> Right, at least this little part, but I'm assuming next episode they'll go back to it, but it really does, like, why the hell did you have this episode just randomly not have him in the opening, but... Right, we go into the intro, and we open up in a school, so this is a little weird, Uh, Holden is talking to this principal, and and Holden wants to discuss uh, the idea of serial killers with children, and this is apparently part of their... Uh, investigation into this because they want to uh, learn when children start to become uh, deviant is I think what they're what he's studying right am I right I think yeah. so well, they're trying did... to get at least children to talk about it so it's not a secret sort of thing so if a killer does come he... out in the future I think he also the kind of said it's weird he wants uh, a kid to come forward and say, oh, Timmy is this, and then he could study Timmy, maybe a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, which they don't ever go to, to that in this episode, but I think that's why he's here at this school. Did they mention last episode him coming to a school, or did we just open up to this for no reason? 
I think we just opened up to this for no reason. That's what I thought. Yeah, absolutely no reason at all. Yeah. And I noticed here, Holden looks like Wesley from The Prince's Bride. Did you guys (laughs) notice that? Is he related to that guy? Or maybe one of you guys look it up, see if he's related to Wesley from The Prince's Bride. But for some reason, this episode, I just all of a sudden noticed it. Um... So the principal doesn't want him to use any of these words when he talks to the children. He goes to the classroom. He talks to the children about this, and he's being very careful about the words he uses, uh, talking about uh, hurting animals and things like that. Uh, Holden tells them, uh, statistically, one of you uh, is a deviant. (laughs) He basically terrifies (laughs) these children. Like, one of you... One of you is going to be a serial killer. Without saying that, like, those exact words, yeah. right? Yeah. And the kids, uh, he talks to the kids about, uh, oh, you got to tell somebody if one of your friends is hurting animals. And uh, none of this is really getting through to the kids. They all look really bored. And so he goes, anybody want to see my badge? Which the principal had told him, just show them your badge. They'll all be super excited. <laughs> so after this little discussion... With the kids, the uh, class lets out, and a teacher pulls Holden aside to talk to him about the principal. And she says that she's worried uh, the principal is doing something strange. And Holden's like, "What? what is this? Uh, and he says, she says he's tickling people. And Holden asks, where is he tickling them? And she says, in his office. And he says, no, I meant <laughs> on what part of their body. <laughs> And I, 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 I had this, I had this flashback to when we watched the documentary Ticklish. Tickled. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. It tickled. Yeah. Uh, that's I what like I thought thinking, too. I, I was thinking to myself, oh, this this guy really needed to see that documentary. <laughs> tickled. Yeah, there's some connection happening here for sure. Um, yep. It's definitely a strange thing. So we find out this principal has been tickling kids' feet and paying them in nickels, uh, she says, to withstand it. So that totally sounds like the movie Tickled. Exactly. Uh, the teacher wants Holden to put in a call uh, to somebody to, to try to investigate this because they've talked to everybody, uh, and she says there are parents that are also worried about this, and Holden says he'll do it he can to this teacher so we go to debbie's house holden's girlfriend and holden is waiting for her on her front porch and she arrives in this guy's convertible uh and gets out and you can tell holden is a little jealous like who the hell is this guy giving you rides a ride home right yeah and like opening her door for her by leaning over her and given that she's not one for the gender-specific roles kind of thing. It was sure. a bit like, uh, what are you leaning over my missus for? I'd be jealous at this. I'm a very jealous person. But I'd, I wouldn't be impressed with this. Right. It gets worse. But yeah. uh, she says that her car broke down and that he had to give her a ride home. Uh, and that he's somebody she uh, is in a class with at school. So Holden uh, talks to Debbie about this principal and his tickling. And we find out that Holden is going to be going back to Oregon uh, to interview Brudos again. And right at the end of the scene, Holden goes, if you won't need a ride home from school, call me. So Holden's jealous. He's saying, if you won't, uh, 
if you need a ride, uh, I'll give you a ride. He doesn't want her getting rides with strange guys, is what it is. Yeah. And like, she's not... Call me. Don't ask him. Don't wait she's definitely him. not call giving me. off any indication, like, she didn't go, oh, don't worry about it, this guy, he's this, he's that, to me. She never really explains who this guy is, so it keeps right. uh, Holden in the dark, this, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. the suspense, yeah. So we go to this police station, and Holden talks to a police officer, a detective, something like that, about about the principal and him tickling these children. And the police officer says that they've been contacted by teachers and parents, but he's not doing anything illegal, so they can't really do anything about it. Mm. We go back to Quantico in the basement, and Holden shows Bill uh, a file on this principal and all the people that have... Uh, come out against him and he wants them to look into this but bill uh he he doesn't want to have anything to do with it he says this is there's no crime here we're the fbi this is not our job to be investigating this stuff and we find out that bill also doesn't want to go back to oregon he doesn't want to i mean we found out last episode he's sick of this uh all this death and everything and he says i think we've got enough uh data and Holden says, of course we don't have enough. But Bill really just doesn't want to interview this guy again. But uh, it, it wasn't me. <clears throat> Sorry. Did we see Dr. K this episode? At all? Dr. Carr? Carr, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But there was almost no Bill. No, no, Ed, I mean. No Bill, yeah. Bill, yeah. Bill? Oh. Yeah, there wasn't uh... much Bill in it. Uh, no. yeah, I mean, Not he was here and there, but it was mostly just, like, him at the office. You're right. Yeah, we didn't yeah. get any yeah. Bill at his house or anything like that, but we kind of wrapped up the Bill and his wife storyline last episode, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've just looked that's, it up, by the way. That's why, why this episode felt a little, like, wasted, because it really didn't really go anywhere. No, they've built up that relationship, and now they've sort of had a whole episode of them not... And we got Even a whole, really whole lot more questions than we did answers in this episode, but we'll get to that. Mm. Tilly, what did you look up? Um, the guy that plays Holden and the guy that from The Princess Bride, from what I can tell, are not related. Oh, okay. <laughs> but the guy that plays Holden was um, Christoph in Frozen. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have never seen Frozen, that. so there you go. And he beat Melanoma and... Also, is gay. Oh, oh interesting. That. There we All go. Right. Little little things about the guy that plays Holden. <laughs> um, so we go to Salem, Oregon. Uh, we go to the prison oh. to interview Jerry Brudos. Holden does, and Holden talks with him about his second murder. Uh, and the victim's name is Jane Weber. And if you look up Jerry Brudos online. That is not any of his victims' names. So they're using fake names for the victims, maybe just to be... uh, So they don't uh, put anybody's name out there on a TV show like that. But they are using the real names of the killers. So it's a little strange. Uh, I understand it. It's it's understandable. Yeah, to sort of protect the family of the... Yeah. They don't protect the family of the killers, but they'll protect the family of the killers. Well, sure, but it's the internet age, and I just looked it up, and I can see all of the names of all the victims if I really wanted to. So it's a little silly, yeah, but, but I understand what they're going for. They're just trying to be respectful. 
So we find out that his second victim was killed and put in a river tied to a car transmission, uh, transmission to a car that Brutus owned. So that's the way they traced it back. But the, uh, the way they're talking about it, uh, Brutus is still denying he did any of this and that it was a big cover up and that the even the transmission that, that was in the river that tied back to him, the police, they put it there to frame him. Yeah, or it's just a really big coincidence. It's all part of the conspiracy, <laughs> right? It's fake news, like we yeah. talked about before today. Yeah. Uh, so, Brutus is explaining his conspiracy conspiracy of why uh, of how he thinks he got framed for this whole thing, but really, uh, Brutus is kind of talking in a way where um, he's talking about himself, but talking about yeah. it. As if it's not him. And yeah. He's sort of in the third person, kind of. So he, he can't be incriminated for any of it. Yeah, even though it's on he's tape. he's still telling right. the story. It's sort of, well, I, I guess he'd do it because of this and because of that. And, oh yeah, this. And so Very Holden asks that... Brutus why why the killer would, would murder these people. And like I said, he's secretly talking about him. But he says, why would the killer kill, why would he kill those people? Uh, and Brutus uh, says that uh, maybe he didn't want to see them die. Otherwise, he would have tortured all these people. He wanted to play with them like dolls. Uh, and Holden says, is that uh, is that what these people want? Do, did he think that that's what the, they wanted? Uh, and Brutus responds, uh, that's what they get. And he says, what, when they want to be models? And he said, no, when they want to be looked at. <laughs> Which I guess is kind of his psyche. It's like he doesn't... People who are, are so needy, he sees them as weak. Yeah. Is that what you got? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they want the attention, so he's given them the attention. Essentially. And he's Holden kind of asks... shifting the blame for, for what he did on his victim. Well, yeah, it's like... Um, People saying, oh, well, if she didn't want to get raped, she shouldn't have been walking in a miniskirt. Yeah. <laughs> sure. That right. kind of mentality. Yeah. Uh, and Holden asked Brutus uh, uh, about uh, when he had his first fantasy about uh, a woman when he was much younger. And he describes his first fantasy as he trapped a lady in a tunnel and uh, she was begging for mercy. And... Holden asks, do you still have fantasies, Jerry? And he says, no, I don't. Please tell the mm. parole board that. Yeah, tell it to the parole board. <laughs> I like that. So back at Quantico, Dr. Carr and Bill are in interviewing somebody for uh, a position on their team. So they want to hire somebody new. And they're interviewing this one candidate. He's talking about his past in law enforcement. Holden returns from Salem as they're finishing up talking to this candidate, the candidate leaves and Holden goes, he's black. And Bill goes, nothing gets past you. Yeah. No shit, Sherlock. Oh, I was just going to say that. It's a very no shit Sherlock moment. And yeah. Dr. Carr uh, is worried because 90% uh, of the people they work, uh, killers they interview are white and more, she says, most likely racist. She doesn't like say they're all racist, but they're more than likely some of them racist. So this could be an issue having this guy around. 
So they decide not to hire him based on him being black. And then black. Bill goes, yeah. we can't put that in the report. <laughs> <laughs> I found that funny. Uh, and after they're talking about this, their boss arrives with another candidate. And we find out that this guy is the boss's friend's son. So the, he's got, kind of got an in. Yeah. So doesn't he tell him to give him a good shake? Right. I don't exactly. think I've ever heard that phrase before. <laughs> just no. make sure you give him a good shake. Like what? Just no. grab him and shake him, or? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really think uh, that's used so much, but it's kind of older lingo here in America. Like they would have said that in the seventies, maybe not so much anymore. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, they do. They do an interview with him, and they find out that he's religious. And Doctor Carr says, "Uh, you need to." We need you to be subjective. You can't have any bias. So if you're Catholic, uh, you need to get that out of your head while we're interviewing these people because you got to think outside the box, basically. Yeah. And she says this could be a problem. And I wrote down, Dr. Carr, atheist? With a question mark? Yeah, probably. Either that or she's just looking at it in a scientific way saying, hey, this... Just like the guy was black, this guy's a Catholic. That could be, affect our the data we get. Is the way she's yeah. kind of. Uh, Holden thinks that uh, Agent Smith is this guy's name. <coughs> hey now, bless oh, you. <laughs> uh, he thinks that Agent Smith is just a mole for the boss, and that the boss is just trying to put somebody in there to keep an eye on them. But Bill wants to hire this guy. Uh, and Dr. Carr suggests, uh, maybe we give him a trial period. And she's the boss, basically, so they do what she says. Back at Dr. Uh, at Dr. Carr's apartment, I guess. Uh, this is a really short scene, but she just takes the tuna down to the laundry room again. And, mm -hmm. uh, puts it out there for the cat. We don't ever hear the cat again. We don't really see the cat. So, like Yeah, they're Tilly just said, teasing me with this cat. Exactly. And for some reason, kind of is it? this tuna can has a plastic top. What's going on there? Yeah. Do you guys have tuna cans with plastic tops? It's a. Uh, it's to keep it fresh. When she already opened it. Sure. In America, that that doesn't exist. At least I've uh, never seen it. Yeah, we have them lots over here. Maybe it's, it's something sort of that existed in the seventies. Doesn't exist now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Tupperware product. Oh, okay, so it's not, it doesn't come with the can of tuna. See, that's no, what I was No, no. Okay. You buy them separately, and you, any <laughs> tins that you've got, you'll have different sizes. I've got them for cat food, but we use pouches now. Okay, <laughs> I've never I've seen never somebody... Seen top... Yeah, no, I was just going to say exactly the same. Like, I've never seen this before. No. Well, I don't think they really sell anymore, because you're not supposed to keep things in the tin and put them in the fridge. Because it's supposed to, it harbors germs and things. You're supposed to put them in a bowl oh, and put a lid on it. Okay. But, yeah. Put it in an actual Tupperware. Um, That's what I would do, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but Dr. Carr does not have great nutrition because this is the, what, fourth time we've seen her? Like, her dinner is just yes. eating tuna straight from a can. Like, not yep. even putting any, like, salt and pepper or anything. She just, nope. tuna straight from a can. And wine. And, That's her yeah, dinner. Yeah, and drinking white wine. <laughs> That's been opened and left in the fridge as well. Ugh. So, back at Quantico, uh, Holden has Agent Smith listening to these murder tapes, and Smith is visually, visually shaken 
by what he's listening to. And Bill walks up and he's like, are you trying to get rid of this kid? (laughs) And Holden asks Bill to help him uh, go after this principal. Like, he still wants to go after this principal and Bill is not not about it. He says, that's yours. Uh, If you get in trouble, it's not my problem, basically. Yeah. He sort of says the same as the police have said. Like, it's there's no crime there. Exactly. They've not committed a crime, so what what are we supposed to do about it? There's nothing. So we go back to the school, and Holden and Agent Smith are now interviewing the principal, uh, which I guess, is this the part where we're supposed to go, oh, okay, I guess Smith is on the team now, or at least he's, Holden has kind of accepted him more than he did before. Well, if it didn't, Dr. whatever her name is, Dr. Carr, say that they could give him a trial period. Right, but Holden is now, like, taking him out in the field. So I think Holden has gone, okay, maybe he isn't as bad as I thought he was. Yeah. My, it was my point, I guess. Okay. But you're right, yeah. Holden, uh, or the the principal says that they, they basically confront the principal about the tickling, and he says this weird story about this little piggy went to market game that you would play with little kids so, and their toes. Yeah. And that's his kind of excuse for it. This is so fucking strange. I was like thinking of again. I was thinking about this documentary we were watching. Like I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? This is no fucking excuse to. No, you wouldn't even do that in like preschool, kindergarten type no. thing. No, maybe if no. it was a nursery. Or yeah, something, but not. But these not are ten-year-old, ten-year-old, and twelve-year-old kids, right? Yeah. But still. And they're giving him a nickel. Afterwards. Right, and they confront him about that, and he's like, yeah, I give him a little something to go get a piece of candy or whatever. Uh, and so they're, they're basically dismissed by this, kind of like, he says, I'm not doing anything wrong. Uh, so Holden and, and Agent Smith uh, interview another teacher about this, and she's also worried about the principal, and she gives them a list of parents and other teachers to go talk to. And I wrote here, montage needed because <laughs> yeah. there this was the part where it's like you should have just had a montage of them talking to all the different teachers and and uh yeah and yeah. parents and then the last one we see that would be the last part of the montage where they go and talk to them right. the, but right. they didn't they do did that they the just have way. one interview with a teacher who likes the principal and thinks that what the principal doing is good and then they cut to this house with these parents we never see any of the other parents. These are the only parents we ever see. Nope. Uh, mm-hmm. They interview these parents, and they think that what the principal's doing in- is inappropriate. They've gone to the school board. They've gone to the police. Nobody can do anything about it. Uh, and they're really upset about him giving the kids money because the kid, one, their kids snuck off of, of school grounds to go to the store and buy candy. Uh, and they were like, where did you get the money to do this? Uh, and of course the principal gave it to them. So, mm-hmm. and they say that the principal said, my covenant is not with you, but with your son and agent Smith, who is Catholic is co- here's covenant and gets a little excited about this. And Holden's like, you need to calm, calm down where this is not how you interview people. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. So they're in the car holding in agent Smith. Uh, and they're worried the principal is a serial child molester, basically, is what they're saying. Or they at don't... least could turn out to be. And like they're comparing him to Brutus. Right. Mm-hmm. Saying, like, he, there's a serial killer, and this guy may be just like that in the serial mindset, but with molesting children. 
and he can't help himself. And it's, uh, I mean, it's, it, is it okay to say they are kind of stretching it? <laughs> well, then... they, they, they're just using the information they've gotten for parents and stuff and going like, okay, this could happen. But yeah, they're like they say later in the show, what are you, is this like thought crime? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he hasn't done anything yet, but you're saying he could do something. Which, they say right here, mm. uh, one wrong thing could set him off. And then he could do something yeah. really horrible to children. But there hasn't been complete evidence of that, but it could happen if something set him off, is what they think. And that the whole idea of them doing all this research is to try and preempt it and stop it before it starts. Exactly. So this is a perfect opportunity to sort of practice. But it's not the job of the FBI to no. to do that. So uh, Smith says, well, we should tell him to stop. Uh, let's tell him to stop. We're the fucking FBI. And Holden just looks at him like, oh, yeah, we are the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> and they turn the car around, go back to the school. At the school, Holden tells the principal to stop, uh, to stop tickling kids. And the principal is basically offended that he would even suggest that he did something wrong uh, in any way whatsoever. And Holden also tells him he was sent by the superintendent, which I think Holden lied about that. Am I wrong? Yes. Yeah. I think he lied too. Okay. Uh, but Definitely. like I said, the principal totally denies it. Um, back in the car, Smith's one, uh, Agent Smith wonders if they did the right thing, and he says, is this a federal issue we're dealing with, or are we overstepping our bounds as the FBI? Uh, back at Debbie's apartment, Holden arrives, and Debbie greets him outside the door. And he wants to come in, but she says she's studying, and she's busy. And she's very much like, oh, don't come in my house. She's kind of blocking the door, like, strangely. And it seems like something's going on here. Holden comes in, and he's very quiet. Or he's trying to be quiet because she's studying. Uh, but he ends up asking her a question. She's kind of like, I gotta do my homework. But they end up talking about her homework, and they, uh, she talks about how we are all just actors playing a part to fill, uh, the space that we live in, and that we're all just somebody wearing a mask to make other people feel comfortable, is what, what her homework is about. Mm-hmm. And she talks about this project that they're doing for school, uh, that they're setting up for, and she wants him to come to see her, uh, psych project. And Debbie mentions that her partner that she's working on this project with. And Holden's ears kind of perk up when he hears this, like, partner? What? And he wonders if they were assigned or if uh, they picked each other. Basically saying, are you trying to get with this guy or what? And she seems, like, offended that he would even mention, even say, like, something like that. Yeah, but she still, she doesn't deny it either. She just sort of gives him an angry look. And to be honest, I expected when he went into her apartment, I expected him to find this guy in the wardrobe or something hiding under the table. (laughs) Or maybe like two wine glasses, you know what I mean? Like two used wine glasses and that he had snuck out the back window, something like that. But I wrote, Mm -hmm. is is he jealous or is she cheating? And then I thought about it and I thought about this same, the storyline with the principal. It's like, is Holden just wrong about how he perceives everybody? Like, is it going to turn out that 
she's not cheating on him and this principal is not actually doing anything wrong and that Holden is stuck in this mindset of everybody's evil because he's around murderers all the time. I guess is maybe yeah. that's where they're going with this, but I don't know. We go back to Quantico and Holden calls. Oh, he gets called to the boss's office. He gets in trouble for interviewing the oh. people at the school. Sorry, hang on. Before that, you know when they're back at his girlfriend's apartment? Is that when she has a bath? Um, No, that was much further back. The last time they were at her apartment. Right, okay. Cause that just one thing I noticed about that. Was she having a bath in an empty bath? And was just covered in like baby oil or something? They did not show any water. No, there was I no water. That yeah, they no, showed no quite water. over the side of the tub, yeah. and there was nothing there. And when she pulled her foot out, they got all the noises yeah. going. But when she pulled her foot out, there was no drips or anything. Right. Yeah, no. That was. I just had to mention that. <laughs> yeah, but they shot in a way where you never saw if there was water or not. But the thing is, if they're doing this, uh, and it's taking many takes, and they have to set up the lights and get every like if if the water was just sitting in the tub, and they did twenty takes of this it would have gotten really cold and she would have been really yeah. uncomfortable. So it makes sense yeah. in a production standpoint. Uh, suck it up. You're an actress. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they give her my first photo shoot. It was minus three. <laughs> they give her pneumonia. Months. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you get those little like bath heaters. Sure. Okay. Uh, right. Oh, so Holden gets called to the boss's office for interviewing these people. He gets in trouble for overstepping his bounds as an FBI agent. And we found out that Agent Smith basically ratted him out to the boss. So, this, it, you know, it, that doesn't look good for Agent Smith because Holden already thought he might be a mole. And now it's looking like he ratted them out. So, uh, like I said, Holden gets in trouble for investigating when no crime has been committed. And this is the part where the boss says, what are you, the thought police? Like I said earlier. Mm-hmm. We go back to the basement of Quantico, and Dr. Carr and Bill are also mad at Holden, uh, mostly just because he made them look bad. Not so much that he did anything wrong, but uh, what he did reflects on them. So, uh, We go to the college, where Debbie is having her psych demo that I mentioned earlier. And Holden walks in, and there's signs all over that point where, where to go that say, Welcome to Nowhere, and it's kind of strange. The, we walk down this hallway and there's people recording audio in a hallway uh, and they point where to go and Holden walks into this dark room uh, where there's microphones hanging from the ceiling and people in the dark talking to each other uh, and the door's open. Somebody says, close the door. So Holden closes the door. They're completely in the dark. He's walking around looking uh, for Debbie, I assume. Yeah. And the this door opens. This is the opens. point where my cat stopped watching. <laughs> oh okay. Bluebell got bored and walked off. Because it was she too was dark. watching the rest of the episode. Right. Yeah, she's like, ah, no, screw you then. <laughs> I'm not really sure what the psych uh, demonstration is supposed to be about here, except for talk people talking in the dark. I guess like you don't you don't have to put on a front if you don't see the other person you're talking to. I guess is maybe what they're going for. Is that what you guys thought? She said something about them um, writing about who they think they've met. Sure. Like okay. the person that they think they've met in there, rather than who they who they saw would have met outside. Yeah. Right. So the door opens again, and the light comes in, and Holden sees Debbie at the back of the room with her partner. I put in air quotes. Uh, 
and she's leaned, she's on the, uh, sitting on the desk, and he's very much leaned over her between her legs in a very sexual looking position, right? Yeah, he has a hand on, his hand on her belt <laughs> as well, so there's, yeah. It looks yeah. like Again, they were ready to lie down on the desk, uh, right? Yeah. If I saw Dick in that position with a female, I think they'd both get knocked out. <laughs> so he sees this and he runs out uh, and Debbie tries to follow him but she doesn't catch up to him so the next day Holden arrives at work and he's you know he's noticeably angry but he just he thinks he got cheated on and again I go back to maybe this what she was doing here was part of this psych experiment and so he's going to mm-hmm. find out that he was an idiot and that it was all part of her homework or whatever but who knows I could be wrong uh, he goes into work, he gets a call from the school, the school board about the principal and the tickling, and the the school board says that they are going to do, they're going to vote on if they should fire him or not, and they want to know if Holden agrees that what he's doing is wrong, and Holden says, I can't really say if it is or not, because he's gotten in trouble with his boss already. And the superintendent says, yeah, I know you can't really say anything, but if, if you were going to say something, what would you say if, if you could say something? And Holden <laughs> basically tells him, yeah, he should be fired without saying mm-hmm. it. And uh, the superintendent says that they're going to go through with it, and we go to credits. Yeah. A bad episode of uh, this uh, series, I think. It was a very different one to how the rest have been. It's just strange yeah. that it's episode eight. Like, if this was episode five, I would be like, okay, they're going to move from here and go into other things. But mm-hmm. we have two episodes left, and they've started a whole new plot line. Yeah. Yeah, it's very I weird. But I don't know. Maybe this is all going to get wrapped up, and we'll be super surprised by it. But so far, episode eight right now, I'm not seeing the the this show being anything amazing to me. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, it's not giving me much confidence in it from this episode. Exactly, yeah. But I'm hoping it turns around and... I think if Holden's preconceptions of the p- principal and his girlfriend cheating on him turn out to be false and he's wrong and it ends up him being like, oh my gosh, I'm s- I- my perception of the way things are is is as screwed up as anybody else. I think that's my yeah. view where they're going with it, but but yeah, that is this week's Mindhunter. Yeah. Uh, are you going to be satisfied if you see a cat next episode, Kelly? Uh, I think so, yeah. I think it's been long enough teasing us with the cat. <laughs> I want to know yeah. what kind of cat it is. I want to know if it's a young cat, an old cat, a black cat, a white cat. What kind of cat is it? Or is the cat going to turn up having been killed by a... Somebody that's leading up to becoming a murderer. Ooh. Because, you know, the whole injuring animals and it's normally cats. Sure. Oh, that makes sense. I didn't think about that. That's interesting. Good idea. Choose your own adventure in Nintendo Adventure Book Time Monster Mix-Up Part 7! Woohoo! Okay. It's weird that it's Part 7 and it's Chapter 6. Yeah. (laughs) There are not uh, really any chapters in this book, so... But yeah, I, yeah, I know what you're well, saying. Well, section six. What are the big six on a... And uh, uh, Luke. What a Goomba. 
Yeah. Oh, it starts with me again. Okay. I am Toad. All goes down? I'm not sure what that means. Toad says thoughtfully. It's right in front of you. Mario says. To get out, all goes down. We got to knock everything down. He tugs his red plumber's cap down firmly over his hair. This will make, uh, will take some hard work. Toad stares at the mysterious message. Wait, Mario, did you notice this? The word all in this message is on one block of stone. So, Mario says. He backs up and runs at the wall, using his head as a battering ram. Ouch! Ow! What if all doesn't mean everything? Toad muses. What if it only means the block with the word all on it? Mario stops in mid-charge and straightens up, smashing a floating block that releases two gold coins. He rubs his head. Maybe you have a point. He says. Let's... Oh, sorry. It's all right. <laughs> Maybe you have a point, he says. (laughs) Let's take a look. They poke and pry at the stone with the word all on it. There's a grating sound. It's not easy, but at last they get it down out of the wall. Mario pokes his head through the hole. There's a tunnel here. It leads out of the chamber. Uh, Oh, that's that's Mario. Let's go. (laughs) One by one, they wiggle through the hole in the wall, and just in time, the chomp muncher have, creatures have pulled themselves right out of their flower pots. Mario, the king, and Toad race down the tunnel. I'm glad we got uh, we got away at all. Uh, what, what? Is this me? Yeah. I'm yeah. glad we got away at all, says the king. Or is this that through all? His face lights up. I think I just made a joke. Get it? Through all? The stone said... We got it! Mario and Toad both shout. Ahead of them, the passage gets brighter. Here's an exit. Here's the exit. Mario shouts. It's It's nicer nicer to be outside than in. Oh. Says the king. There's fresh air and sunshine, and a weird machine flying towards us. Toad and Mario both whip around to see where the king is looking. Sure enough, a machine is flying through the sky. It looks as if two helicopters got blended together with a giant old-fashioned kitchen mixer. The contraption whirs ominously as it zooms along. Dozens of strange creatures come flying out of the bowl at its back. There's a Koopa Troopa with a chain chomp head, cries Toad. And a bossy beetle with a gomba feet. Mario says. No, we have been bumping into a lot of mixed up monsters lately. That's the name of the book. Yeah, (laughs) Toad agrees. They must be coming from that machine. He turns pale. And it's coming towards us. I think we should stay inside the cave. Mario says. There's a pipe ahead of us. This cave smells like old socks. (laughs) Toad objects. Whatever we do, says the king, let's do it fast. The machine has landed. 
And Mario has collected two coins. So we have six, we should... six total Ooh. coins now. Six coins, woohoo! Um, if we think we should stay in the cave, gotta go to page one hundred and eighteen. If we think we should run for the tube, turn to page seventy-one. I think we should drown. I think we should go to the tube. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's run. Run for the tube. We've been in Which... this cave for like three chapters, so yeah, I think we should get yeah. the heck out of here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and we also get uh, described uh, the contraption that we actually see in front of the book as well. Right on the cover. Yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, sort of, that, that is. looks like they're like the sporty version of it. Yeah. <laughs> on the cover. Yeah. The, the only the difference is uh, Bowser is on the cover, and in the description down here, he's not in it. But yeah, it's yeah. pretty much the same. Yeah. So, that's next week. We will continue this uh, storyline down the pipes. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug, Tilly? Um, no. I don't. Not no. this week, I don't think. Other than share this podcast and tell your friends about it if you like it. If you don't like yeah. it, tell us. And tell us why. <laughs> hmm? Uh, I guess I'll just plug uh, westcoastwrestlingconnection.com. Go to the YouTube page, uh, West Coast Wrestling Connection, and check out the TV show. Mm -hmm. And if you want to hear more about wrestling and only wrestling, you can check out that wrestling show with me and a really nice guy called Bill. Next week, we will talk of news of the week, Clash of Champions results. We will do Mindhunter episode 9. And we would do another digital review of Star Wars The Last Jedi. And we will do our top five best slash worst movies of 2017. And just a little warning for when we go do our another digital review of Star Wars. Apparently, there are a lot of trolls uh, putting out the spoilers onto... YouTube pages and Facebook pages, so be careful of that. Yep. Right. Oh! From Norway, from the United States of America, and from Britain, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye.